over here to the bridge the cat uh, bridge the gap the behind that suit interview series we want to talk to you as y'all might know my name is holden stefan roy and joining me today is sammy c y'all y'all don't even know the level of energy you're about to get out of this lady there is almost nobody i have fucking met in this city that has the energy that this this person here in front of us has yo so check it one time i go to this show you know it's a cy event and we're doing this thing and Sammy C comes out and she's dressed up ready to fucking go. And she comes out and drops this weird fusion mosh pit shit like I've not actually seen a lot of people ever really do anywhere ever. And she just owned it. She didn't give two shits. She brought that energy like it was crazy. We shot the shit, etc. And we linked up. And since then, I've been watching her grow. I watched her put out countless good music. They was all just vibing to your shit, right? So they heard what you just sounded like. They know how talented you are right now. And um, on the reels, though, on top of all of that, I watched her build this little fitness empire that she's got going on. Her knowledge is paramount. She goes live more than I think anybody on Facebook knows how to do. We are in for a treat because her story is going to be fucking fun to go through. So, all right, let's get into this uh, first. Let's get into the and first like oh sorry shout out to you for holding this down man you're working fucking hard so that's all blessed to you i appreciate you thank you for your kind words so let's do it let's get that first almost talking question i like to start the streams off with um well how it comes back to like our childhood right because at the end of the day you're a very musical person and your music is fucking talented and amazing but the truth about music is it starts in the youth it starts before it's inside of our control a lot of people ask start the story out like yo what's your favorite influence nah it starts earlier than that right so it goes back to when you was a kid and what inspired this was one day my girlfriend is washing the dishes listening to some black eyed peas some 10 year old shit you know that i got a feeling you know the vibes like that and she's fucking rocking around and i'm like yo this is club music right like once upon a time this is fucking club music and now it's chores music which made me go yo once upon a time somebody around you was doing chores rocking out to some shit while you was in the room maybe you was in the car one time and it's a different vibe maybe you's up walking down the street and it's a whole different vibe so what i really really want to know to start your musical journey is not what your influence like your preferences were but more what were the preferences of your parental unit surrounding you and what did you get subjugated to as a youth and started your musical journey well, first, my mom, she would listen to a lot of uh, jazz. Um, first of all, I want to say sorry because I'm really not good with names. So if you ask me names, it'll be no, like... No, don't worry about it. Um, but it would be like a lot of jazz, uh, um, uh, some rock. I would listen to a lot of screamo, um, R&B, hip-hop, uh, a lot of soul, different stuff. Honestly, as I said, um, names, it's going to be hard to because I have had a lot of concussions. So my memory is not the best. But Fair yeah, enough. we used to go around when we were be cleaning and just jam out to music like Mary J. Blige, Usher, uh, <laughs> uh, Shaggy, um, different stuff like that. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. It was fire. We'd go around the cleaning our place and just getting everything done, jamming to music, you know. Um, 
trying to think of some names. It's really hard to pick Honestly, some Honestly, you still gave us a lot, right? So what we learned from that real quick is that it was a multi-diverse background and that music is associated with getting stuff done in your life. That was a lot of takeaways with what you said right there for everybody. I really tried, honestly. I was like, uh, names, as I said, I'm really an artist that's um, very, as you said the other day, a music slut. (laughs) Um, I'm all over the place with different type of music, so I never really stick to one type of music, as you probably can tell in my music. Um, A lot of my music that I would listen to would be, honestly, a lot of singing stuff like... uh, Evanescence, uh, a lot of heavy metal stuff, actually, a lot of screamo stuff. I was very angry as a kid. (laughs) A lot of screamo stuff. So what kind of, okay, let's, let's ask a different question about your music back then. Like what era of music are you growing up in, in terms of technology? Are you on the YouTubes? Are you doing MP3s? Are you with CDs? Like what, what, what was going on in your world in that front? I was, um, I was like CDs, MP3 like that kind of stuff so um for example uh like really stuff like mary j blige my first cd was shaggy actually <laughs> uh, it wasn't me <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh yeah stuff like that um like marvin gaze and uh, so how old were you when you got your first cd and why did you end up getting that one do you remember I think I was like maybe like 10. Uh, I was super excited. Like also to, um, what's his name? Uh, Punjabi. You know, Dalai <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if you ever heard. The Punjabi uh, MC track there. I yeah. love the sounds. I love the sounds. Really, the sounds would attract me and how the cadence would be. So anything that would be like a little bit weird is like super awesome. Like just stuff I out of the box really like i really look at artists that are not really seen like uh, i don't know if you know fk twigs um is um like stuff like that recently you know uh, but yeah fair enough so sorry when... about that it's not the best quality uh, of information no, we just get it warmed up we just jumped in we just started don't even stress everybody's here everybody's chilling it's a good fucking time that's all it is it's good vibes like that track you have it's a vibe you know um, so like when did you decide you were going to start to pursue music like was this always something you were into when you were a kid or is this something that came a little bit later on in life and on top of music were you doing other stuff like dancing and arts like were you multi whatever multifaceted yes a hundred percent um i was doing a lot of artist stuff um i was doing a lot of singing i started singing when i was like probably eight or nine i used to be in fucking back of the car my mom would play like random tracks that would be like singing in my head and somehow knowing all the words. Um, also, I would do a lot of drawing. I used to be like a little hustler in elementary school. I would sell like little stencils of like sketches okay. and Pokemon and like bracelets that I made. Like, yeah, I'd come back like stacks of like $10, $15 of bracelets and stuff. I just chopped off people. Um, 
How, how did you get into that? That's a, that's really fucking cool. You're talking about being a hustler as a kid. All right. So first of all, the chat's invested. We already got Zed up in there talking about how he's into the fact that you like uh, weird and out of the box stuff. We got invested people commenting. Your lady friend Bonnie likes how the good music makes uh, cleaning easier. So just so you know, they find you super interesting right now. All right. So why don't you elaborate <laughs> just a little bit on your young time hustler stuff? How did that start? Because this is amazing. It's so cool. <laughs> well, because I realized I can make stuff that were, that were really great at a young age. I realized that, like, my stuff is different. And I recommend everybody, like, yo, you're doing your shit. Like, it's your fingerprint. Flex your fingerprint. Nobody's like you, right? Um, so no matter what you do, if you're trying to compete, really, your competition is yourself. Um, and I realized that, yo, I was, like, mad dope at sketching, like, Pokemon and stuff. Like, it looked exactly at what it was. So I was, like, realizing, like, Yo, I can make this stuff happen. So, like, I started selling it. Even I was doing, like, fabric paint tops. So I would actually, like, spend, like, two, three hours, like, drying up some shit. And I would actually chop it for, like, th that that, I, that was when I got a little bit older. Um, chop for, like, 30 bucks. We would have run, like, scarves and tops and shit. Um, and, yeah, like, I always was the type that when I was younger, I would always be singing and dancing, like, really... Since I was younger, since I, ha I had like an up and down childhood, my thing was always to try to make people happy as much as possible. You know, I never want to see anybody like go down, but I know that every down comes up. So my goal was always to like have like be pumped up, like get what you need to do, flex on your shit every day, you know. So I really realized like I was capable of doing some stuff, you know. Um, I started writing actually... Uh, when I was, uh, I think like four years ago, five years ago. Um, and I, I realized I can start writing because I used to write poetry and I used to write stories to you my say, mom. Used to, when was that? Well, when I was younger, probably when I was like, before I started writing song, I was writing stories and poetry when I was like at least 12, 13. Like I would go... And I would show my mom these stories that I'd write would be like fucking, I don't know where I came from. These stories would be like really like cis, like thriller stories or I would come up with these poetry or I would even be like when I was super young, singing in the shower and like making up songs like out of the blue. And it'd be like so, so fire. And I was like so excited about it. So then I realized like, yo, I was just writing poetry and it was actually like music. I started realizing like my writing, even if I didn't try to write a song, it was actually a song because it was an expression and that's the song, you know, expression of your being, you know? You elaborate on that point. That's an interesting idea. So what do you mean by how a song is expression of your being? Well, I feel like you write a song every single day, right? Like we decide what we're going to do with our day, how we're going to feel as much as we can, you know? And I feel like the music that we write, at least for myself personally, every song that I write is a personal song. Um, like one of the songs that I, there's two songs that I really wrote. Well, all the songs are from experiences that I've been through, but your music is your life. Like it's, it's what you go through, you know, for example, like we talk, we see people that are like write about the hood or we see people that are more lyrical you write about your experiences right like i couldn't be going to talk about like me going shut that shut that with my guts and shit like i don't do that you know so you live in your your, your music 
reflects on your lifestyle, I feel at least, unless like people write um, for uh, publicity view, you know, I always write uh, from experiences I've been through, you know, and my music is the type of music, it's not like for now at least, later will be will fucking bump and shit, but like right now it's like really internally see what you're, what you are, you know, and um, my music right now is like, the underground type that like you find you find on the internet and you're just vibing, chilling, you know, like we need music like that too, you know, not like always mm. like, yeah, you know, like we're like, yeah, too, but like get your vulnerability out in your music because that's what you're showing. That's what you're trying to show. No, you, I think. I mean, personally, but, I'm into that branding. I'm, I'm on board with that. Uh, I've been, it was actually really challenging, but as I've gotten older, it's become simpler to put more of my insecurities and weaknesses into the track. And I believe there's a lot of strength in that for sure. But that took like a whole life to get to that kind of epiphanies. Is this the kind of stuff you were always into or like as a youth where you like, cause you feel like when you were young, you had a very similar energy or is this like also something that's kind of attached to your journey that kind of grew into this person? Well, a lot of my life was forming. I had to form my, my life. Uh, really, I, I, I've been the person that got my life a lot of my life, even though I had my family around. I was really my biggest support system. Um, so really, um... go back to the question again. <laughs> so I guess so what I, okay, let's, let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rework it. Let's go back in time a little bit to you. So you're, you're a teenager. I like to kind of go through your life, right? Because you, it's, just because it's interesting to see how you got to where you are and along the way we're going to find cool stories that are that are going to be there to talk about right so like if we go back to your 12 13 you start writing your 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 poetry you're writing stories i have a question about that are you reading are you a reader at this time are you like attuned to the world what kind of stuff are you like interested in that got you to this point where you want to write poetry and stories well, honestly, a lot of my writing was like fucking bullshit that I went through. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just gonna, my writing was medication. It was how I was dealing with things. So like, um, I wasn't really a person that would express things, it's, which is so crazy. And I thank God every day because um, the only reason why I'm able to communicate is such because I've been through a lot of experiences where I like sit with myself, but like, it was my way of like expressing how I would like deal with stuff. Like uh, in my childhood, I was like a lot bullied and stuff for being who I was. So um, me writing and expressing and then like making it into something and showing it, it was really showing the expression of who I was and what I like am, you know? Yeah, I relate to that a lot, actually. I went through a lot in high school in a similar vein. I started writing poetry and stories and stuff all throughout high school, and it was a huge coping mechanism for me to be able to, like, manage it all because I can relate a lot to being kind of weird like that and having to deal with some of the consequences that come with that. So, yo, it's so cool that you're sharing it because look at who you are today, right? So it's really inspiring to see the person that you are today in light of all of that. I appreciate that, man. You know, I always say to people, like, no matter what your circumstances is, you're making your, your reality, right? Um, and no matter what's happened to us, it's what we're going to make happen to us, you know? And sometimes it's hard, but, like, whatever you went through is going to be a chapter to help somebody, you know? Like, like, look, it's crazy because it's never on your time to receive things. You will always receive your things, but it's never on your time. 
and your recognition will come when it's full. So like I've been doing music for a minute. Now people are mostly checking it. But you know why? It's because I decided to see everything I am. You know, I feel like once you step into everything you are, mm. people can see everything so, you give. So let's rewind that. Let's go into, okay, when did your, like, actual, like, art journey begin? Because usually what happens, I find, first of all, you, you're born in Montreal or you're born somewhere else? We didn't even cover the basics. I'm such a bad interviewer. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're just dabbing. You know we got into that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm from Montreal. Um, Which part? Right. You said you said with oh with art. Um, my no, family, I said said which part of Montreal are you from? Montreal's big. Oh, El Perro, <laughs> the okay. West. I was always from the West. Um, sorry if I'm a little like uh, it's a little cold. Yeah, it's all good. Um, art. You said when I was doing when I started with art. You said. Yeah, like when did you actually like start that? I find a lot of people like it's either in high school or somewhere near to the end of high school. They go from this moment of I'm expressing it to like, yo, I can actually do this. So do you remember about what point in your life that happened and what you were up to that led to that moment? It was 2017. And that was like, I'm not going to like not express who I am because people don't know what it is. I'm just going to let it be shown because I had a very hard time when I went into high school. I was like super fucking hard. I was like, don't touch me, don't talk to me, whatever. And my sister was like, you got to chill. You're not going to make any friends. Like, <laughs> So then I started like expressing and I started doing like rapping. Like MC. I, I never call it rapping. I excuse myself because I'm not a rapper. I'm MC talk lyrically um Yo, but hold up. i think that's a worthy thing to expand on we can always go back to your story but that's a hot topic define the difference to you between an mc and a rapper and why you would pick the mc title over the rapper title well for me there is, uh, there's nothing bad with both or of any of them just see like for me like a rapper i feel you're talking about like games hoes bitches money clothes everything external and your MC, you're talking about your culture, you're talking about life, you're talking about the growth. You're you're helping from yourself, you know. And um, as I said, rapping is sick too because you got that sick wordplay. It's more of that I got that back to back back, you know, like click that, you know. Um, and not saying that you can't do that lyrically, you can too. But lyrically, it's like me. Everything I do, I want to try to impact something. So I feel like. I like the the view of MC more for myself because I personally I'm trying to impact people. I'm not trying to show people. Mm. Where I feel like uh, rapping is more of a, a industry and a show and the performing, you know. Um, but both are sick. I would love to still even know how to like do rapping, like whatever you. Everybody's per se of what rapping is so would be different. If I can like just paraphrase it, because we get in calls for some knowledge nuggets on that one from the chats, which is dope. Because uh, you you brought that's like a, it's a point of view perspective, right? So on the one hand, you have um, the art of being an MC, which is about being a cultural force that uses this world to be a let's let's say like a, a influence towards others to let's say uplift for the sake of community building. So it's very community centric, whereas rap. To be a rapper in this is a little more theatrical. It's almost like playing in imaginative playgrounds for the sake of the dramatic. And I know that a lot of rappers and battle rappers especially hate that version of how I'm putting it, but it's not meant to be insulting. It's like, listen, 
maybe a little bit of it is actually fantasy and hyperbolic for the sake of good art, which is amazing. But it Rap is kind of it is. I like it. I like it a lot. Listen, I, I, it, it took me a minute to get into some of this shit, but like, yo, I'm really into melodic trap right now. I like to throw on shit like the Migos is in here. Like, it's good stuff. It's really That's enjoyable. I fuck with it too. Like most of the stuff I listen to is actually that type of shit. But like I don't, I don't like the shit I listen to. Is like fucking rhyme with the fuck type music. You're like oh shit. But like the stuff I write, I write is different. It's just because I don't live that right. So right. it depends what you're living, right? So I can understand somebody's talking about holes and pimping and all that shit. If you're doing that, like yo, flex your shit if you're doing it. You know, I have nothing against your shit. But for me personally, I can only relate to me telling my truth. I'm not like fucking partying every day or like fucking hoes and shit, you know? Like, so let's let's expand on that just a little bit. Take a character like Nas, because he's a good example for the sake of this conversation. He wasn't necessarily a person who lived that life. He was surrounded by these elements and reported on it in almost a journalistic perspective through his art. Like, you listen to that one, uh, I Give You Power, where it's like the tail of the gun. Like, it doesn't matter if he shot a gun ever in his life or not. The way he told that story is an art piece within itself. So what about then when you're being hyperbolic for the point of social commentary? Is that like an in-between that makes it kind of like a rapper MC? I think it's cool like that too. I think like, as I said, like, okay, I say MC, but it's like, you know, you're everything. So it doesn't mean I'm not going to be doing rapping. If I was doing, for me, it depends on each artist, right? Mm. Like, if you're comfortable to make and you could make a storyline and like make something out of it. Like, yo, flex it, do you know what I mean? Um, but as I oh, said, for big me, respect. Like, I, that was a big question. I know. I just was curious. You got my brain thinking because you're really smart with this shit, yo. You're saying some really interesting stuff. Like, I think a lot about the difference between a participant and the culture myself, which is what I'm trying to pursue. And yo, on the real, I listen to some wild shit that people would make fun of me for if they knew it on the real. Some of this is really like bad music but i don't write that because that's not the life i want but i relate to that but because so, yo i learned how to dance this year got in my energy on and once you can like fucking mosh out for 30 40 minutes your whole perspective on turn up music is a little bit different than if you're not jumping around for 40 minutes that's all i'm saying a little bit on that
and being the artist and i use the word artist to describe you i started using it a little more liberally because you know it's not you're not just a rapper you sing you're not just a this you're that you're a lot of things you're an artist even with your like fitness stuff that we'll get to you're an artist in your approach right in my opinion so like it is fair to put it but at the end of the day some people are really like good at the other side of this and that isn't bad which is also part of what you've been saying like you're very tolerant and open-minded with it which i think a lot of people could learn from that's really cool um so, so you said high school was complicated but it inspired the shit out of you is what i took from that part of your life what happens after high school well, then I fucking focus on myself and I say, fuck everybody what they're saying on my shit. Because you know what? You've been flexing on your shit. So what do you have to fucking say about my shit? You know what I mean? The real thing that I <laughs> yo, straight fuck though, it's true. When I realized, yo, like, yo, you best respect yourself. Because if you don't respect yourself, how the fuck are you going to expect people to respect you? You know what I mean? And when I realized I started respecting my art more and, and, res- and respecting myself, I realized I wasn't all like what people thought of what my music was and shit. Yo, then I flexed on my okay, so, so when did you actually start, like, getting into this, like, for real? So let's say you're 17, 18, you're finishing high school. What's going on in your life at this point? So 17, 18, then I went into, like, a lot of people don't know this, but I was, like, doing hairdressing and shit. So I was, like... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was, like... But it was, like, crazy time because, like... It's a trip for everybody now that they think I'm doing shit now. It's because I went on a huge depression for like a while. So I stopped doing stuff for a while and everything was like a fucking blank. But like I was in hairdressing for a while and just started writing. And that's when I wrote um, Ark, the first album. It was like a whole bunch of different stuff. I was with a... I was with a really older woman at the time. And it was like an experience I never experienced. Like... A lot of my writing was out of experiences that people wouldn't experience. Like, I was with somebody that was, like, fucking a lot, like, old enough to be my fucking mom and shit. And, like, a lot of fucking people wouldn't experience that type of shit. You know what I mean? So I, like, fucking used my, my, whatever I was going through to, like, fucking just... Alright, so let's talk about writing that project a bit because that's a super interesting thing we gotta talk about. So I'm interested in a few aspects of it. So first, let's talk about the music. How did that come to be? Do you make your beats? Do you find your beats? How does that process work in your life at this point? I usually like go on BeatStars. BeatStars flex on BeatStars, yo. Like, yo, they have good stuff too, man. And shout out to Make Way. I've been going to their studio when, whenever I usually do tracks and shit. Also, shout out Uno and Shay's doing his thing too. Um, so yeah, I would just, I would just, um, I would go through hard times, and really, my music comes from like really fucking changing times in my life. So, for example, her feels um, like that song. It was like about like how sometimes things uh, feel good for you, but they're not always good for you. And you do it anyways, but you know it's not but not good. Mm-hmm. Everybody you know? knows that feeling. But it's cool so, that you like, took I that. Down. I would sit down on my emotions and, and just be with it. Like, there's another song called Nevermind. It was like, all of the time, they say, never mind. Like, forget about your dreams. And then I see it in my scenes. And then I was like, like... Like, you see, like, they tell you all the time, no. 
And then I see it in my dreams. I see it in my reality. Every time they said no, even still, I still continue. You see, so it goes from my 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 situations. Like I feel like the most beautiful songs for myself personally are songs that like I fly about. People say I can't do it. So if you're trying to flex me, I tell me I can't do it, bro. <laughs> for myself, it's like I know I can. So it's like then I would take from that detrimental time and I would build. I build off destruction because that's when you can construct, right? Okay. From the bases, from the solid, you know what the fuck time it is. <laughs> All right. That was cool. So if I understand correctly, you went through some real life shit. You took the emotions, you processed them, you put them into music, you translated it into some dope ass fire stuff with a lot of them. You then proceeded to flex in like perfect pitch and shit, like just singing right now. Like I was like, that was live. Like that was there's no effects. This is like, we ain't fancy Yo, like that. That was beautiful sounding. Respect, bro. I appreciate that, bro. Like, yo, me, honestly, when I go in the studio, that's why I'm, I'm so picky with different things but the thing is well, what, hold really up. What, what, what kind of things are you picky with yo we gotta teach the people what to think about so i'm i'm picky with the fact that it's like um i can't really, really say i'm picky that i think i'm gonna have to take back that label i think i like insulted myself there. No, but still <laughs> what kind of stuff do you care about for a studio it's an interesting I, I question really, i really care like well usually when i go in the studio I usually have my song and I know how I want it to sound and I know what time at the time it's supposed to be at that time of the music. I feel like music, like you write to the music and music writes to you. I don't know how to explain it. Um, so like, let's say I, I know, for example, my song, when I start my lyrics, I start on uh, 15 seconds. I know that I, my next one, I'm going to start on 25 seconds. Like, I know, like, I, I check that type shit. Um, but the thing is, like, for example, like, there's a, there's another song called um, Her Feels. Oh, my God. It's like, and it's so beautiful. And I'm so, you know, it, I'm, I'm kind of disgusting artists, honestly. I'm not, I'm not trying to say it, like, offensively. But, like, nobody listens to lyrics anymore. Y'all fucking bumping your head and shit to, like, like I must say, as I said, I I fuck with with music that's all over the place, but nobody listens to music. And like, yo, some of the tracks that I have, bro. Like, if you listen to the lyrics, and even other people, there's some really fire artists that's like nobody listens to lyrics, and that's why it doesn't. It's well, not popped off. I think that there's definitely something to be said that, um, as an example, yesterday we went through our contest entries. Um, the people were listening to your lyrics on that shit and that stream right Let's so go. there was like 10 people there or so it's not like crazy numbers but i think there i think there's a marketing issue the whole world is facing right now in this same conversation and i think you have a valid point that to some degree or another it's hard to get people to listen and i absolutely agree with you on that but i think even just doing something like this you're doing other interviews and stuff right it's things like this that are getting people to see your soul right and yo, I guarantee you a couple of these people after this are going to be Sammy C fans after this. Why? Because how could they not be? Look at the sincerity you're putting out into the world. And that's why, uh, like, I'm enjoying this process because we get to show people what Montreal is. And that's fucking and cool. The life raw experience. You guys, though. you guys are like fucking fire, though. But like, as I said, like, 
I think like yo, my one of my songs, her feels. Oh my god, it's so amazing. The lyrics, like, hold on two seconds. Give me two seconds. Okay? I just wanna you got this. Me. You got take yeah. your two seconds. I'll sing to you while I say it. So it's like it's like uh it goes, My eyes take me and then it goes like my eyes pass me by and it goes no, it's fine. This is fine for everybody. And it was like, oh my god! I don't know. I'm like upside down and shit. My bad. You're not even upside down for us, so you're good. Okay, put it sideways again. Sideways. Perfect. We see you. Perfect. We got you. I'm like having a whole trip here, but like the pit was real. Yo, it just makes it fun. Um, you still with us? All right, cool. Uh, yeah, we good, we good. I even charged that shit, so we good. My bad. Awesome. So let's go <laughs> back to your story, because, I mean, that was... Yo, we're going to keep tangenting. That's what this is. That's the whole show, is we go back to your story, we tangent. We go back to your story, we tangent. Um, I, love, I love talking with you. It's so best. Um, so okay. let's go... So after that first album, you're writing it out, you put it out, I assume. Um, how does that go? Like, what's the, what's your life like then? Do you start performing at that point? Tell us a bit about your experiences getting into this world. Oh yeah, so then my first show with CY was super awesome. He was shout out to him, man. He was doing a lot of shows, like helping a lot of people. So that's really great. Like, I feel like even such as yourself, like doing like uh, instrumental things, like it really helps people to like do their stuff. So I did that show. And then that's when I met you. And then I got invited to. That was your first show. show? Yeah. Yo, she was nuts on her first show. Like I'm saying that in a positive. Like holy bro. shit, I had no idea. I thought you were just like grinding it out and doing it. No, bro, it was my first show. Yo, that's something. Like yo, I'm like I'm coming to eat, man. I, 2020. Like I was supposed to do a show. Oh yeah, we were gonna, supposed to do a show. We I was were. supposed to do a show with you. But that, that's a little bit later on because you got a whole bunch of stuff that happens then. Okay, so you're, you're still like a little bit before that, right? You're starting yeah, so, out. So then I had, that was my first show, but then I got offered to do another show and it was all females. And that was a crazy show because I almost left because a lot of times I go to events by myself because like, first of all, I'm a person like, I know a lot of people, but I don't really fuck with a lot of people. And a lot of mm. people that I fuck with, they're like doing different shit. So like, I usually go and I, I know people that are there, so I just jump. Um, but so, yeah, I almost left that show. I ended up fucking performing there. It was crazy because just goes to show, man, if you do anything and you get where you want to be, like that's, uh, that same show, I was, uh, Naya Ali was playing in, uh, performing at that same fucking show that I was performing, but she left before I performed. But it's fucking crazy, though. They're like, look, yo, she's flexing and doing her thing in Toronto. Yeah. Shout out to her too. Like, hold up, what yo, show is that? The All Girls Show. What which uh, show was that? I don't know if you know his name. His name is like Rico something. He hosted, he Rico Rhino or something like that. He hosted an all female. It was like plenty. It was like maybe six or seven acts of like all Do you females. Remember who else uh, performed? No, honestly. Like I'm really, I'm really a fucking awkward person <laughs> because I know a lot of people, but I'm like, when I talk to you, I'm kind of like, awkward. But yo, there is something that we got to just expand on. Cause like, I don't think a lot of people know this, but there's a whole female English and French side of the scene that's working together in this big like pocket. Oh. 
right? Like, I don't think a lot of people know about this. See, I went to a couple of all-girls shows, and I was blown away by my experience. Let me tell you about the first one I went to. Um, it was, like, last October or August or some shit like that before, the, before these days. And uh, there were 10 ladies performing at this. Every one of them was ready to go. I'm talking about... Yo, Serenity was at some show I actually went to. Yes! Oh, I, that was that one. I was at that. Sh so I was at the show of Serenity. I don't, I think you might have been there even. Either way, so I'm at this show and I looked around the room and I'm not a single guy, but for the sake of the conversation, I was the only single guy in the room. And I looked around and it was just like a sea of women. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? No, no, but it was like this weird epiphany, right? Because I'm normally at the other one. I'm at the show with all the guys where we look around and there's like four girls in the room and they're clinging on to their boyfriends a little bit. Like, come on, don't leave me alone in this place. And it's just like a sausage fest a la Max, right? <clears throat> and I realized, holy shit. So you have all the girls at this one show over there and all the guys are at that show over there. And that was like the weirdest mindfuck because I didn't realize that there were that many like women that were down to like go out to this shit. No, they're just all over there supporting their girls at that show. And I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't see a lot of like mixing of the genders personally. But then I saw like, yo, there's like 50, yo, 60 of y'all. Easy. We got fucking pack, man. We packing, yo. Montreal repping, yo. Ruby Red, Bless Hunter's doing good. Lucinda, Lucinda too. Um, there's Naya Lee. Who else is there? Um, there's serenity definitely uh, there's other girl too man there's a lot of females it's just like i don't know like even in rap battle too like it's funny i did i tried my first i don't know if uh basics on you would laugh so hard who was there <laughs> i did i tried to do my first battle i'm too nice for that shit though like yo tell us about that tell us about your first battle that would be fire yo natasha marie is fire actually let's put that out there give her fucking props um Yo, shout out to everybody that's doing rap battle. Like, yo, Miss Shadi, Trevi, and fucking everybody, man. But what, um, you said but, you tried to battle. Tell us about that yeah, a little I bit. I did try to battle. And it's funny because the person I was trying to battle wasn't... <laughs> based on yours, collapsed so hard. Um, it's a guy that was saying his name was Trevi. Miss um, uh, Um But yeah, no, I like choked so hard, man, because I was like saying... But one of the lines I was like, I was like, it was crazy. One of the lines, it was funny. If I would have got it, like, the only problem is I have a hard time with memory. So, like, battle, you have to know your lines or your choke, especially. You can't, like, freestyle that shit. It's so hard. Right. So, like, I, I got, like, my lines good, but I was, like, choking and shit. So, like, it didn't work out. It was not the best. <laughs> it was like, nah. But, yo, like... If I can get my memory straight on battle rap, man, I would kill that shit. Like, straight up. I'd come and eat and shit, for real. Like, but, like, it was crazy. The bars I had, like, it was funny. It was, like, like I got angels with me, even the devil would and shit. Like, it was funny. I was, like, laughing. It was, like, it's crazy when you go back to, like, old stuff. You're just, like, what? <laughs> and that's also, too, uh, I did an open mic at, uh, it was Hip Hop Basics. I don't know if you know them. It was like a, there was like a whole bunch of people like serenity was there too and like that was actually there was two times that like my first open mic i don't know if you know this guy named spestrax i do not, like a, but i will look him up after he's a champion beatboxer anyways like i did my first my first open mic was at uh tam tams when they used to fucking do uh dj new shit on sundays <laughs> 
So yeah, we you, people in the crowd watching know who Spectrax is, even though I don't. So you're getting recognition, yeah, right? You're speaking out. to people. Shout out, he's fucking fire, man. Yeah, like uh, like yo, if you need also to be boxing like uh, lessons, hit him up, man. Like really fucking good, like his bass is like <laughs> like I don't know, man. He's like awesome shit, man. Me if I can like beatbox, which I probably like, I could do some little bit shit, but like. Yeah, so give I us a little beatbox right now. Show us what you can do. <laughs> Not too much, bro. Don't fuck off. I'd be like, like for example, like, let me try something. I don't know if it's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be fire. Me. I promise. Like. Like yeah, I didn't even know you could make that noise. I was watching you do that, and I'm like, I'm gonna go practice that after. That was fucking cool. Lately, I got some weird shows like, where like, like some fucking weird shit. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool, though, dude. That looks like it's fucking hard to hold. Like, you know, like maybe making the noises is cool, but you was like carrying that shit right like you was vibing to the rhythm and everything i was watching you do the whole moves and stuff like that was fire that was real cool i don't even care if they don't like it i enjoyed the shit out of that that was fun um like go hit up special because it's a real one and i mean like try to flex like that's not really something it's funny because i was like in elementary i used to always try to like beatbox and i was my my first beatboxing i was like i was like hmm <laughs> that's where i'm at yo <laughs> but it's all fun you know i think like anything you do to just have fun with it and like if you love it it's just gonna get so great and you're just but what's really fun. what i think is really amazing about you is some knowledge nuggets for the people is just your willingness to embrace it all right i think that like free-spirited nature like to actually just bust the freestyle you just did it you just busted it you thought about it you're like yeah fuck it who cares it'll be good it'll be bad let's roll with it oh it's me it's, and i love that attitude that you put for it's definitely in your energy um so let's say you're performing back then you're making some music you're going through that process at what point does the fitness become like super significant to you because i know it's definitely a 2020 thing but was it like a before 2020 thing uh, me, it's like fitness and music, honestly, that's the two things that saved my life. Um, so though that's the reason why with everything, if you see every post I do, it's either music, fitness, or I'm trying to tell you to not tell you, like inspire you that you can do the best in yourself. It's those three things. But fitness, like it was a way that like I took out my energy because like, I was seeing a lot of different experiences in my life that like I would either think about it or visually see that would be hard. So I would express it like working out and uh, that became my medication. So thank God. Also, it's my career too. But like, yo, at fucking 14, bro, I was doing sets at like fucking 400, bro. Like catch me on that flex, man. I don't play with my fucking training issues, you <laughs> <laughs> so walk like, us through that side of your life then so let's say you're able to do it all back then when does it become like uh when do you become like a coach or something when do you start actually taking it more of that direction and making it let's say a business that you pursue 
Well, uh, when I was younger, I used to have like, like it's, it's dope actually because it's part of like the loose weight challenge. I was like, uh, I'll, I'll say in the beginning, it's like um, my, my mood of my armor. So my love of my armor, weight lifted, fall off me. Um, my eating disorder, eating too much of and not eating enough of emotional problems, of, uh, environmental problems. So that's what I said on my track for the lose weight, um, lose weight song. But that's what it was like. Um, well, I lost where I was going because <laughs> I got carried away. Um, my, you were talking about your fitness. My first blown me away and shit for a sec. But, I love uh, the fact that you amaze yourself like that. I don't think enough of us amaze like, ourselves. Where did I come from? <laughs> but like just because that, I, that's like, cool. I Sorry? threw myself off. My bad. Um, it's fine. Go back to what so were you saying? So basically, I was asking you about when you got like uh, started your fitness business side oh, of yes, things. Exactly. That's why I want. I went to there because I was I was like uh, two hundred pounds at seventeen. And that was like having like a competition to be eating uh, to get bigger. And um, fuck, I keep going here. It's because it's part of the story. Say it again. Your question, my bad. I see. When like did I'm you watching. start your fitness business? Like, like you got into that? So oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, sorry. <clears throat> yeah. So I like because I was bigger. So then I started losing weight by myself. I was in my room and I would be like working out. And then after when I came back um the next year like people didn't recognize me at all like i would go up to them and they'd be like holy shit sam people actually thought i was taking drugs and shit because i would be in the morning and no matter where i would go i would have like sets how i did it i set myself up i would be like okay i'm gonna eat this many times a day it was crazy i like set up for myself like just wanted to better my life i set up what i was eating and how much i would work out so for example every day i would be like um okay 20 sit-ups 20 leg raises, 20 squats and every day i would add 10. so since I did that for myself and it was working so well when I came back and I lost weight, people were asking me how the fuck I lost weight and shit. I was like myself. So then I realized like, yo, I'm going to be a trainer because like, yo, like, as I said, the reason why I kept falling off of the question is because that was a huge part of it. Like me losing weight and then be able to show people, you know, um, and that's how it started. Um, me losing weight and then people asking and me being like yo like i need to help people because i was emotionally eating i was like as i said uh not eating because i used to be like i went through phases of like me being like skinny and like um having emotional trauma and anxiety and depression where i wouldn't eat i would eat like one meal a day and like even my my parents would give me food i would throw it out because I was like stressed, I couldn't eat, but I was like pretending I was eating and shit. And then I went to a phase when I got bigger, it was like, I was emotionally eating my problems. I would sit there every fucking day with like pancakes and fucking onion rings and shit, like every day. And I was like getting fucking bigger and I would like eat like a loaf of bread and like a fucking morning sitting and shit. You know what I mean? That's so then I really- yeah, I, I'm I'm an emotional eater myself. I relate to that heavy. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm a big fan of the chips and potatoes personally. Yo, you don't understand. I can polish off a whole bag of frozen fries. 
at once. Like, it, I mean, I try But that's not, not that much, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so, but I'm saying I can't relate. That's just part of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying I just no. get it. So, like, I actually appreciate you sharing this because, yo, I think I'm realizing a lot of people benefit from hearing us, like you said, talk about the insecurities and that part of it. So you sharing that with us is a blessing. And, you know, I appreciate that. You know, and as I said, my bad for, like, getting stuck on that question. Because, no, yo, that Lupe song, straight up, that Lupe song, like, yo, I, I wrote that song in, like, fucking 10, probably 15 minutes, 20 minutes. But because, yo, loose rate and shit, that fucking thing, yo, like, my verse are reality of my fucking life and shit. As I said, like, yo, emotional problems uh, take a huge impact on everything you're doing, uh, music, fitness, whatever, you know? If yes. you don't check, you're going to get checked. So that's a great context for how you lost weight. And I love the fact that you keep bringing up my track. I'm not going to lie. It's dope that you really like, you know, because your entry is dope. I can't say who won or anything. That's not right. But we're not. No, but, but no, it's still real, cool. It's not to do with winning, honestly, or anything. I could care. I me, mean, I never care about money. If it's money that come in, that's blessing. I appreciate everything. But I'm saying, like, me, it's an impact, yo. Me, I, the fact that I can share that, it's like, yo. I can certainly than... say there was an impact of people liking your, your vibe in the chat That's when true. I watched that. And but everybody like, was fire, man. Bless up to everybody that Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Yo, there was a lot of talent in that. I really think the more I look at these contests and stuff, it really is a testament to a lot of people stepping up and doing a lot of pretty incredible things in relatively short periods of time, which is honestly a cool state of where the music industry is at. Because, yo, some of these cell phone shits be sounding pretty fire enough for me to re-listen to them is all I'm trying to say. Um, but let's go back to you. So you got the success. So you became your the first client in a sense, right? Because that's kind of what it is. You you went ahead and proved the business model with yourself. Which, yo, I'm not even going to lie. It's how I got my current day job. I, I was a rapper. So they're like, yo, can you do a webinar? And I say, yo, I could totally do a fucking webinar which is basically this this is a webinar for the record this is a webinar it's no different and then so they're like um okay do that and i killed that shit so i got promoted to like out of a call center into like real salary land and then they were like we don't know shit all about if you can do your job so i got mad as fuck they said i can't do it i don't know if that sounds familiar to you i got real yeah. mad and i started behind that suit i was so mad at my boss at the time and no no disrespect to him he had no reason to believe me i had nothing on paper so i made behind that suit and i started growing it now I'm, you know i was working towards new opportunities in my life so i totally appreciate where you're coming from where effectively by building the model in my own life i'm able to replicate the success elsewhere and convince others that it's worth using my time and knowledge so in a sense i think that's how your shit if i understood where you were going with it that's kind of in a similar way where your shit's at where you're able exactly. to like, so you've got this point, you've proven the product works. Tell us a bit about your journey and when does it really start in terms of growing your fitness business? So then, um, as I said, well, I didn't say it yet. I'm not like, well, it's going to be full blown soon, man. Wait till I fucking top, top, top and shit. But like my first client, I was like, um, I was doing uh, aqua fitness in the pool. I was teaching in the pool. Um, so I started teaching just her like once a week and then I started, um, really developing my style, which is I train in hybrid training. So it's from, uh, strength and conditioning, cardio, um, high intensity training, 
um, agility, coordination, balance, and stuff like that. Um, and I really started developing my niche, what I do. And then uh, I got a job in... Yo, hold up. Sorry. Shout out Localso786 for following on Twitch. Anyway, sorry. That's what's up. No, shout out to everybody, man. We wouldn't be able to do this without anybody here. So shout out everybody out here. Shout out to uh, you holding it down. I know what it is. Um, but yeah, no, so I was, it's crazy. Like you look how life changes and you're able to do anything. Like I was actually working at KFC when I was a personal trainer and I was so fucking pissed off <laughs> because like, yo, I'm back in the cashier, bro. And I'm all flexed up. My arms looking all nice and shit. Like, oh, you look in shape and I'm working at KFC. I'm all pissed off. Because at the time, I had my hair shaved. Both my sides were off, which was fucking dope. I might do it again at some point when it is. But I, has, I had, like, whole style sides uh, designs. And people would be very judgmental and be like, yo, this goes like fucking hood and shit. So they didn't want to give me a job in the gym for the longest time. Because they didn't trust. Even though I was, like, ripped. I was, like, not ripped compared to now. I'm not ripped, but, like, more shaped than before. Um so then I finally got an opportunity at uh, the job that I work out now. It's, uh, it's kickboxing mixed with high-intensity training. Um, so the, the awesome trainer there, you should check her out too, her name is Jenny. Um, she, gave me a like, she gave me a chance and I was so happy because, like, you know, it takes that one person to be like, yo, like, yo, you can do it as much as you know you can do it, you know? And then after it's like such a life changing from there, like, cause you know, you can do it, but it's people that like, you know, like sometimes they don't believe in you and it's where you want to be going, you know? Um, and sometimes the one person that makes that, that like open door means everything. So anyways, I started working there and then a lot of people that seen me there were like, yo, this girl's good. And just word of mouth, like, and then I started training people, and right now I'm doing online with some people. Right now I'm a little bit slower on my work because. So you started um, this all before COVID, and so you were already involved in the training before that. <clears throat> yes, yes, that's correct. I was like, I was, I, I've been a trainer for three years now. Okay. Um, I I've been mostly on my business, uh, starting of COVID, COVID, which is I'm like incredibly so amazed, like. The, I'm so grateful for all the support I've been getting. Like, you know, for the longest time, like, I was like, oh, like, I want to make a Facebook page. Everybody was saying, like, yo, you do, like, mad crazy workouts. So you should make a page. And I was not making this. I was like, yo, what are people going to think? But, like, I'm always the type. I want to be transparent. I want to show you before and when I'm going to, when I'm fucking famous, you'll see, like, now. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, my God, you know? So, but me, it's not about famous, about always impact. Um, but like, yeah, so it was word of mouth. And then like, I started going into like my designing back to what I was doing when I was younger. Um, but now it's like a little bit different. I want to like make clothing that represents a well, visual art. Well, I want to get to your clothing because that sounds like the future. You did a lot of innovative marketing. I think you're underselling some of the cool shit that you did, okay? Because I say this because I literally watched you do this. So, sorry, bro. I'm like tripping out here. This. Well, so let's talk a little bit about this COVID life and what. So there's there's 
this is going to maybe sound callous to some people, and I want to just preface it with uh, no disrespect to anyone. I empathize heavily with all the people who have lost jobs. I understand that there's a large number of people with complicated circumstances. That doesn't change the fact that for a lot of people are divided into two camps in terms of like the creatives and the people who have opportunities in their face. There are the winners of COVID and there are going to be the losers of COVID. And my main definition is this has been a big time of change and reset and there's a lot of a lot of new happening in the world. And, we're, and like to me, I feel like it forced me to go on Twitch. It forced me out of my comfort zone in a lot of ways. So because of that, I'm able to leverage this time to take advantage of the, the tides of today. Simultaneously, you have Willie Scandals, who I don't know if he's still with us, but he started kicking it live, which is a show that just kind of showcases local music. There's a lot of people who made moves, is I guess what I'm trying to convey. Now you are sitting there, and the next thing you know, I see you're fucking going live at scheduled times with these free workout courses that you're handing to everyone. Now that's actually a good marketing move. It's effectively like you understand that the product that you're selling is customization on a plan, and the effective way to push that model was to give a sample of it by just creating a community around you. So, yo, you did a lot of really smart things with this shit. Like, we're talking about the kind of stuff where, like, your social media game is A-plus and on point, and I think you're highly underselling it. So tell us a bit about how you decided to grow this online community and why you went down this path. Yo, bro, you got me flexed, man, yo. Yo, you flexed on me hard with amazement that I didn't think I was, like, impacted as much. Like, honestly, like, you never really see how much you're you're impacting people because people just look or they don't say anything and they're quiet or whatever. Um, but first of all, it means so much that you said that. Um, me, I, I honestly, I was like, yo, people, like, we need to, like, stay up and we need to stay positive because at the beginning of COVID, like, I got really depressed and stuff because like, well, first of all, like, excuse me, I have a lot of like um, seasonal depression and sometimes I can have really, well, like everybody has depression, um, but sometimes it's like really hard and I live alone and I don't have like animals and shit. So like I, at the time, like I was seeing older women, whatever, and I was like not be able to see. And like, I was just, it was a way for me to like, just focus like on what I'm doing um, and just develop my myself and just like create what I wanted to create through this time of like and now sorry I'm looking at this way <laughs> I'm like registering my mind state um, but like um, yeah so just really taking this time like yo now's the time you say you wanted to switch your life and if you had time you would do something like yo Let's switch our mind state. Like, we're not lacking things, you know? So why did you start using live? Why did I start using live? Because my Facebook page, I was like, I need to, like, start um, showing what I'm doing. You know, how are people going to see what I'm doing? You know what I mean? Like, people see results on me, you know? And the thing with clients, when you're working with training clients, depends. Not everybody wants to be, like, taking pictures of, like, before and after. Like, yo, your weight always changes. You know what I mean? Like, and so that was, like, okay. But that's so crazy. I'm so shook right now. So let me said, ask like, you a question, though. Because like, oh, I, I have a theory, right? Um, I have a theory that if I were to go on Twitch... And in a sense, write my album publicly in the current era, it would ultimately perform better when it dropped. 
than if I were to not do that. And the reason I say that is very similar to what you just described. People get a sense of what you are and who you are. Not everyone's going to watch the whole album. They're going to get a snippet along the way. Absolutely. Because it guaranteed not everyone watched every one of your lives. But you went live like fucking how many times a day? Yo, that was like sometimes every day, bro. Like, and like, yo, me, I train a lot, though. That's the thing. Right now, right now it's balance and more stillness. Because, yo, at the beginning of COVID, I was like fucking going wild. Because, like, as I said, like, but you were working like, out. Planning, you were using Facebook events, right? You were like yeah. doing a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> You gotta understand, this stuff might seem like really basic to you, but there's a lot of, a lot of people, like, I know, because again, sometimes it sounds super basic, but a lot of people don't actually think this kind of stuff through like that. To them, it might be harder to, like, just jump on, right? So in your mind, you're like, I logged into Facebook, oh, events, fuck it, let's make events. Let's go live. That sounds like what it's like for like, listening to you go through it. But like actually tracing these steps is almost like a tutorial on how you actually did it. So it's really helpful to the people. Because, yo, what you said is at the end of the day, you did all this shit and you have clients. All right? That's actually That's big, no? Yeah. I can, and it's so crazy because you don't say, I, well, I, I never like, I'm just like, I do something like, okay, nice thing and through. But it's amazing that you said that because right now I'm picking marketing. For social media, so... <laughs> Where are you taking that? So you're telling me, you're telling me that I have good social media marketing and it was from the beginning of COVID, like, now I'm taking social media marketing to actually, like, because especially my music, like, I have a lot of great lyrically music if you listen to it and you actually take time. It's not like the bumping type, but, like, my promotion, if I'm able to market it better, it would be, like, so amazing. But I think it's the same as you were saying, like, going live, like, if I just do like random freestyles and drop it, then it's like, yo, you're gonna see. You do that a lot, though, right? Sorry. You do a lot of random freestyles right now. Yeah, I do. I love freestyles. My favorite. That's actually how I started uh, um, MCing and stuff. All right, like, let, let me ask you a question. We got a bunch up? of people here. You down to bust a little freestyle right now? Yeah, you know what it is. You go as long as you fucking want. Pretend you're on Bro. the biggest radio. Ready? I'm always ready. Alright. I got time on my mind for the divine sense that's God and from the wisdom from above that's gifted inside. Ain't nothing lyrically from me. It's from the God. It's I could switch the aura from here or there. I'm left or right. I'm everything. I'm hard and cold. That bold bitch. I switch it up like you didn't know. I take it off. Didn't think I could. I'm flick of light. Yeah, on and off. And it's like hot and cold. Worlds be switching. I'm a temperament. Yeah, all over spit spitting like I represent myself. I'm my own representing. I flex like I didn't, but I'm like a championship. I used to go to place and I'd stutter now. I got this like I hold it down. I work so hard for what I become. This is knowledge, wisdom, and lyrical spitting. <laughs> Let's go. Yo, you got some love in the comments there. So you know what's really interesting is we got a dude in the chat right now who runs a Twitch channel named LeMef, who you should absolutely show some love to. He's fucking fire. He inspired the shit out of me. So the reason we're even having this conversation on Twitch and getting this fan love is because I watched LeMef's channel for a little bit and he blew my fucking mind. So this is what he does. He's got Minecraft or sometimes he's bumping beats or sometimes he's just chilling. But at the end of the day, a central theme to what he does is he freestyles. And people actually give the guy actual dollars 
and he freestyles. And he really on here? On Twitch. This is a real thing oh, that can well, happen. So we got, we're going to talk about that after we'll get you set up. You can then follow the meth. You can see what he's doing. Y'all can like link up and shit, chat and shit. But I'm just oh, saying like, because it's in the same vein and the same spirit is what you're describing. I see you doing it on Facebook Live. You know, you can, I'm just saying, Twitch That's is dope. That's a little flex, man. That was fun. I love freestyle. That's my favorite thing, honestly. Yo, like, anytime you want to. Oh, that's so fun. I had a great time. I appreciate so, that. <laughs> So basically at this point though, you've got a fitness business that you're running, which you basically have tapped into your entrepreneurial spirit of like yesteryear and kind of pushed it along to a point where, you know, you're able to you know, hustle and get your thing on. You figured out by accident how social media marketing works with it. Well, by the way, where are you taking this course? Just so people know which course you're taking. Um, it's actually, if you want to do any learning, thank God, or whatever the fuck you got, but <laughs> Um, it's called Allison. So you can take any courses you want um, on there. Um, I took uh, some of my fitness courses on there too. And uh, there's everything. There's one I'm going to also take. Uh, it's, there's a lot of stuff I want to take, but I'm trying to like slow it down myself because there's different times I feel for everything that we were talking before. Um, sometimes it's like for me, like I do a lot of talking like a, giving you wisdom or i uh, do fitness or i do music right now is the time for me to be um expressing and communicating so really um looking at uh, communication skills and how i can uh, relate with people you know because we're not that much different i feel you I'm not, you know, I understand relating to people's challenging. I got a bunch of older homies who are giving me shit or slash coaching me on a regular about my certain blunders along the way. Sometimes you get, you get a little message like, dude, you sound like this. You know that, right? And I'm like, I do sound like this. Okay, delete. <laughs> um, but in general, I think what's really cool about what you said is a big time knowledge nugget. Actually, a knowledge nugget I share with you. And that's the power of um, a, a online learning. So part of my flex at work was I took a vacation and at the You're time the there was example, sorry to cut you off. You really are. Sorry. You're the biggest example. You really like are inspiring for books and knowledge. Like that's if fair. I were to talk... Yeah. Go on. <laughs> I do. I do read a lot. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm two books away from 60, but I started reading fiction and that fucked me up because it's fun and it was easy when it was nonfiction because it was all learning. So it was like productive time. Go work, motherfucker. Now it's like, witcher stories and i'm like this is dope but it doesn't feel like work so i'm having trouble with that but stills where i was going with that is um uh, i took off a week of work and i spent like 40 hours on lynda.com which is online education and i banged out like everything seo boom 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 walked back Me? in and because you at the time the shit shows up on your linkedin right so everybody saw him basically banging out thing after thing after thing after thing um, but since then i realized you had know, the google analytics academy there's hootsuite academy there's um you know, half the YouTubers in the world will get you a fucking dollar two month Skillshare thingy, which you can probably run through each of your credit cards type thing. Anyway, all of this is like knowledge out there. Coursera is free. Uh, Coursera is dope. You don't have to pay for the knowledge. You just pay for credits. And who the fuck cares about certification? You just get it for the knowledge anyway. But what's important is she pivots to the biggest need right like let's say communication skills you recognize this is the area I need the most work in. 
and so she recognized there's a resource out there that yo listen i don't care who you are you can literally go find free education on the internet on every subject it is what it is some quality levels require some paid depending on what you want let's be real but at least for the beginner shit you can get the beginner shit of everything online and the fact is not only did you do it but you prioritize things by what is most important to you in this moment in your life for improvement and growth those are big time knowledge nuggets I appreciate it. Two seconds. I don't want to like cut you off and stuff, but I just want to like uh, also the most to make it clear, um, the stuff that I take knowledge on is um, to get leads. So um, what attracts people um, for communication, how I learned that was myself internally sitting with myself because I realized that like I'm very straight to the point, but I can be like how I'm nice. I can sound like really fucking rude too if I want to, you know what I mean? Not even if I want to, but like I used to be like telling you what it is, but I'm like, you know what I mean? And it's like sometimes it cannot be like down your fucking throat when you're like, you know, (laughs) some people definitely. So yeah. A word was used with me. Diplomacy was a good was a word that gets used or politics is often used like you got to be a little. I know you don't like office politics, Holden, but sometimes, sometimes if you ask differently, you'll get better results from people. You can get them to do what you want. You just have to ask differently. And I'm like, okay, fine. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, it sounds differently. I really realized that, too, for myself. It's like I sound like because when you talk, you either can sound like you're demanding something or you can uh, you can sound mm. like you want to communicate with something together. Right. I mean, and when you sound like you're demanding your your communication, it, it's not really attractive. That's what I realized. All these things are me internalizing myself, because if you sit with yourself, you realize like, do I like sometimes I've looked at lives, like sometimes I post stuff and I erase it. It's not that I don't want you to see it. It's because I sounded to myself like really harsh. Like I sound like, here's what it is. And it's like, okay, yeah. like I understand here's what it is, but like people got what they think it is too, you know? So be open-minded a little bit. Yeah, I struggle know? with that all the time, especially with album reviews and shit, right? Because you're going out there and you're talking to fans. It's always fans. It's the only people who does album reviews. <laughs> so in every, fa- so like who else is listening? Nobody wants to well, walk, click on some shit that's an hour long about an album unless you love that shit. So I had to learn along the way that I can have an opinion, but there's a difference between saying, fuck this, it's <laughs> awful, and this is not for my tastes. People seem to really gravitate and appreciate that this is not for my taste approach. And anytime, anytime I indulge my negativity and get a little petulant, it might make for a more riveting piece of content here and there, but at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily like work to gain me anything i don't gain off of that i just it's like a bad energy so like i totally get what you're saying because you are try hard to keep the energy in a positive layer this whole interview vibe this is the safest positive like it's the easiest thing in the world to stay positive in and it's actually the favorite kind of content i've ever had to create in my entire fucking life i'm not even gonna lie it's so fun i'm really enjoying this time it's absolutely beautiful you know i feel like uh you know with and this is people they don't realize. That's why I say it's very important. You know, every time we talk, we're spelling. Every time you write, you're spelling. You're casting out spells to you. The out when you oh. talk, right? Yeah. Okay. So like, when you say things, like watch what you say, watch what you talk. It's what it is. So, for example, like um, me saying, for example, oh, like 
I can be like, yo, really fucking, and this is how I'd be like before. I'd be like, yo, you really fucking piss me off when you do that shit, man. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I would talk like that. It's different I talk like that. And it'd be like, you know, I really, it, it affects me when you talk like that. I feel like you could talk to me better. You see how? Yeah. You see, like, it, minus all the swearing, but like, you see what I mean? Like, your words have a, a high level of frequency or a low. Anytime you say, like, uh not or don't or uh you know i always try to be like constructive out of things and that's how like a lot of people say like oh you're so positive because i use like okay we have this covid time right okay covid but you're on quarantine quarantine you should be with yourself so isolate and see which can work in yourself you know what i mean disrupt I feel like it's true. Like, even if, like, I live with my girlfriend, it's not that different. It's effectively, honestly, we've never spent this much time together. And I think for a lot of couples, it's going to be a litmus test, I guess. But, yo, I like her more than when COVID started. So that's a very big positive in my life. But you know, um, it, yeah. the part of it was that same thing. Like, we actually had to, like, internalize a little bit. Like, yo, this might be our life now. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, you got to figure shit out. <laughs> It's crazy because I feel like for me, it's like, but you know what the thing is for me personally, how I see it, nothing really changed besides what people are saying and what people think. That's the only thing mm. that's changed. And we are definitely, I think people are absolutely okay. Like I'm starting to suck with people again a little bit. Right. So I'm having this problem. Everything's the internet. And it's like, sometimes it fucks with your mind a little bit. Cause yo, I mean, I try hard to be positive and shit, but like your DMS is blowing up the, this isn't that there's a million attitudes and opinions, but I'm realizing it's yo. Cause we have Montreal for anyone that's watching is not in Montreal or sees this after we've been like in, it's illegal to go to people's houses for like three months with no end in sight. January 11th is a maybe it's not a real, it's a maybe. <laughs> and, me posting bullshit. <laughs> and so like you're sitting there and it's like, yo, I don't actually, cause yo, I got to pay attention to people. I got to like read body languages. I haven't been in a room with four people at once. Yo, I actually saw my boy and the next guy at the same time a month or two ago. It was so hard. We, I didn't even know how to talk to two people at once anymore. I don't even remember how to do it right. You know, like it's like, it's gonna be so fucking weird when we actually have to go deal with real life again because these times are fucking weird. No, I'll tell you something right now. I mean, this is what this is why like a lot of people question like what I post and stuff. Like, why I'm like so like whatever I feel about the whole COVID thing. I don't think people realize that like yo, it's systematic correction. You know what I mean? You they did it with rats before when they show two rats in different cages, and if you're separate alone, you're quicker to die. And, you know, um, it's all I feel and, and all love and all respect and healing to everybody that's going through things. But this is conditioning, systematic conditioning. It's like for myself personally, it's like, okay, so we, we went through our race thing and we went through whatever we're going to go through. Um, and we're getting more conscious. We're getting more what's good for us. So let's just shut our mouth and put something, you know, you cover your mouth. Look. I can come and rob your place like this. You don't know anybody like this. So how we, we cannot even communicate. We cannot even connect anymore. You took away one of our senses of our viewing. So I don't trust you. You see our communications now fall off because we fall apart from each other. So look, separate we fall, together we conquer. You see, and look what happens. You create a separate, separated, um, systematic uh, view of wearing masks and not wearing masks, which creates you separate where it's like, okay, Everybody's going to do what best suits them for their health, no matter what 
anybody says and all respect you do what you need to do um but you see how it's a conditioning um to when you go out now you're gonna not know communication skills you see yeah. and they, they, already, so, yeah. they already fucking planned that shit. you see tiktok so, like, times ticking yo you see so, times like, ticking. i think that, like, there's definitely a lot of interesting in what you just said right because the truth is is Look, I'm not like, I don't want to go too deep into whether or not the science of masks and shit because that shit needs to be fact checked or else, you know, it's just what it is. But what you also did bring up is a big facts about the, the results, okay? Because you're not necessarily talking about the causes and whatever. Whether or not there's a government conspiracy is a separate thing, but the results you're bringing forth are an actual thing that is happening. There is this divisive element. There is this separation. Yo, I don't even see the mass people on my Facebook anymore. The anti-mask people don't show up on my Facebook anymore because I wear masks. <clears throat> don't even talk on the phone anymore because nobody knows how to talk to each other because it's instant gratification. Know that after this time, we're not even want to be, a lot of people are not going to want to talk to each other because it's too, too long. It's too much feelings involved. We get instant gratification. Ooh. So that's why... Me, when I go fucking flexing off my shit, it's not that I b believe in this or believe in that. I believe in seeing what is actually around us. So you care, like, and I'm not trying to bring this up because it's not, like... No, it's we're good. Shit. You're good. You're but good. It's like, you know, like, we care about... I, I find the biggest trip to me is, like, everybody cares about the health, but they didn't care about shit until somebody fucking told them that didn't even give a shit. The person that told them didn't even give a shit. They're fucking contaminating your food. They're doing all this shit to tell you you give a shit. Yo, and talk about the food thing. You know a lot about food science, right? So this is a subject you probably know at a very deep level. Tell us about food. Tell okay, us about so like some of the history of food in terms of what you're describing, where the government wasn't honest about food. Well, like, look at our food. Like, some foods are, like, seedless, and it's, like, fucking the seed food so and let's, shit. Okay, <laughs> so, 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 Sammy, let me, let me just add a context. Let's pretend that most people know like next to nothing on the subject and you're like the teacher that actually knows the stuff so i like what is the, what what is your definition of good food bad food all of this kind of stuff okay oh wow this is going to be fun okay so you need your nutrient okay so you need your carbs you need your vitamins you need your proteins you need your minerals and you need water um and if your food is saying a whole bunch of fucking shit. You don't know what it is. I don't think it's natural. That just, first of all, um, you want to have foods that have proteins in it to build your muscles. Um, you want to have your building blocks so that you can build your muscles. Um, What's a building block? Um, your amino acids. So you have 21 of them. Um, 13 are essential, if I'm not mistaken um and yeah but no it's really it's really like out of the terms of a view of what's good or not we really use what we feel is going to be good or not i can talk what's good or not um blue white in my face really if you look at what's earth food what's not earth food that's what i look on in terms of what's good you see so uh, my food to you earth it's... food rice rice beans uh nuts Fruits, vegetables, that's food that's going to give you life and energy. And that's food that you want when you're eating bad food. You're eating like fucking, uh, for example, like 
And I'm not saying that like a lot of people eat meat. I eat, I eat meat too, but like I eat seafood. But like for example, meat is contaminated now. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not saying that like don't eat meat or anything. Um, but like that uh, has it has uh, hormones in there and like foods that build mucus in your body. Like for example, uh, cheese. I eat cheese too, even though it's like we do stuff that's bad. I'm not saying like. Like, you choose, we choose what's best no, for us. Okay, look, just to be clear, you don't have to justify it. Listen, we all eat bad food. We all know what it is. Yeah. But the fact is, you're explaining, like, because you know this shit, you're explaining what is good and what is bad food. Unfortunately, you know, I, I call food drugs. So, like, yeah. sugar to me is like sugar. cocaine, you know? It's, it's very similar to coke. It's bad. It's addictive. It gives you that up and down rush. So, you look at other kinds of food like you eat a lot of potatoes you end up feeling bloated you don't want to move you eat a lot of fucking veggies Look, and you kind of feel like you want to jump that's exactly so for example i'm happy that you brought that Yo, up and as lemef says there's a documentary about it willie scandals is feeling you just so you know they're invested hey i appreciate that man like and i don't want to be see me like okay i know like okay i'm personal training i just finished getting my nutrition um, but there's a lot of stuff in nutrition, so I'm not, I'm not going to, like, act like, okay, I know, like, every single fucking thing. Nobody knows every single thing. I'm no, not you know more than us, though. Um, but, for example, and, yeah, I want to always clarify that because I'm not, like, a fucking genie in the bottle that has answers for everybody, you know? Um, but, like, I give answers that I feel that have worked for me, you know, and that I know that are great. So, for example, a bad food, not it's not bad, but good Value and less value. So, for example, you said you ate potatoes, you feel bloated. If you have sweet potatoes, you have um, magnesium, you have iron, you have um, uh, vitamin B, like different vitamins. And there, there's building blocks in there. You see, potatoes. There's not really you can meet. It's starch, it's right. glucose. You see, so it's food that your body can work on. Right? Um, we're we're we have to think of start eating for longevity. Um, you know, um, for our gut, for our, our, um, our bladder, our brain, our liver, you know what I mean? And high fiber foods. So like broccoli, um, um, what's called oatmeal, um, a bunch of stuff like that. There's so many great foods and we're, we're lucky because we have internet to tell us a whole bunch of different stuff. But as I said, um, I feel like when we look at what's bad or good, your body is going to tell you what's good or bad. You can feel what's good or bad. Um, mm. And if, if you, if I look, if I look logically at what would be good for me to eat, um, something that grows from the earth, that I am the earth and everything from the earth, so I should be eating that. And when we talk about uh, food that's genetically modified, there's nothing that your body can do with that besides create disease and mucus. And that's why where we go back to like, and I'm talking like, oh, they don't care about our health and they contaminate food is because a lot of foods, you look at the food, you don't even know what the fuck the word, uh, false faith, try, what the fuck is that shit? So, yeah, there's even more to like that kind of stuff, right? Now, I can't say this is hard facts, so I have to throw up the allegedly because I don't know a thousand percent. But the way I understand it to be is that the dairy industry has big money behind it, right? So they actually lobbied heavy with the cereal industry to create a cereal as a breakfast food. Because, yo, you look at, like, regular breakfast cereal, honestly, it's milk and sugar with, like, there's nothing really... Even like, you know, so what happened is I found out Life life Cereal, which I thought was the good one. And I felt so cool because I was eating Life Cereal. I found out it was pretty bad for me. 
And that fucked me up, right? And then I learned a bit about that. But apparently, like, to the level of big business, literally influenced the Canadian food guide and the American food guide to put, like, uh, the fucking milk up and that shit as a high focus because, you know, the cheese industry's popping. So, yo, there's actually, like, drug money level money in food. Yo, did you hear about the maple syrup heist? in quebec that like money thing on netflix where they talk about that and like the shit that uh, maple syrup has a higher like per gram value than coke or something like that yo there's big money in food like this because yep. <clears throat> the food's uh, addictive man for example it's and your body gets used to it for example like sometimes i go on a fucking binge of like eating chocolate and it's bad because like yo you're sweet you're sweet it does your body does not register so it creates like mucus and mucus is what makes you sick so when you're when you eat stuff that um is acidic that's like um processed food it makes mucus in your body so you have higher chances of getting sick um but for example, cheese and milk, it's mucus products because cheese is mucus. It has pus in your, it has pus in it. <laughs> it sounds gross because I cheese No, too, but, but it, like, it's, it, you know, again, we're, we talking facts and science and shit. It's, it is gross, but it is what it is. I know. And that's the thing, you know, we can, I'm happy because one day we'll realize like, okay, like you can find alternatives. You know what I mean? We have you know, such... Just to like, touch on something, because your Lamef is talking about the fact that you have stuff like sugar shacks, and why it's interesting is because it ties into the big business element, so, and it's also like Christmas even. So like you have these moments in time that are just giant fucking gluttonous feasts, right? Like think about what a sugar shack actually is. At the end of the day, it's like a big old one once a year feast. The business model relies around everybody showing up and everybody eating a large amount of food. So then you have that one feast goes away and it no longer is sustainable. But it's interesting because I think about stuff like, I remember this moment, I was about six years ago. I actually was, the only time in my adult life I was a little bit smaller than I am now. And I remember going to Christmas, um, and like I was like, yo, I can't eat this shit, I'm trying to eat healthy. And I was just like pure pressured, so heavy, and the stuff in my face. Like I was shermed into eating. And in hindsight, like, it, like it was weird right like it's kind of weird that you're like even in moments where you're like yo i'm trying to eat like healthy i don't want to eat that and and then you get like almost forced into it you know like that's also part of the culture you go to certain places and it's like yo you have to eat everything because it's rude not to you know like it's weird no it sucks saying when you go if you go to a house like me like uh, but we haven't seen each other like i haven't seen people in a while because it's bullshit but like i'm half greek so it's like my that's half greek bro it's like yo we have a whole fucking feast long table and everything <laughs> you know what i mean so i know what you mean but like for example if you're ever starting to go on a journey that you're starting to eat better like no at the end of the day like it's gonna come automatic like for example, it's kind of sounds really fucking weird and shit, but like I don't have like things that are sweet in my place besides like healthy food, mm. you know, and it's not I didn't try to do it that way. It's just your body becomes accustomed when you keep on doing right. So if you, eat, if you if you yeah, yo, bro, fucking facts on that facts, bro. If you keep on if, if we eat bad all the time, like your body's going to be like, it's okay. There, there's no difference. You so see, like, because to it, yeah, but if you. If you like, for example, 
as I said, going from me having eating disorders, not eating too much of them, eating too much of, you know, where those lines are from. <laughs> but when I was like eating fucking pancakes every day and onion rings every day, I didn't see a difference. I was like, whatever. But then after like, I started eating great foods for my body, like kale, um, avocados, tomatoes, and such great foods. And it's like my body already came accustomed to it. You know what I mean? So it didn't be like, okay, I have to eat well. It's like I already do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally relate to that. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Like, I mean, I've had a, you know, I find I have moments like lately where it's been mad stressful. So I fucking give in and I eat. And I think it's important to share that because I don't care who you are. You got moments where you're not perfect and it's like a battle and it's like on back and forth. But like, I noticed the physiological impact it has on me, which is crazy. Cause yo, as you start getting healthier and shit, if you're, yo, for me, the big one actually has been soda to water ratio. So I've been drinking not enough water in the last little bit and I've been drinking too much soda and it caught my attention recently. And I'm like, yo, I haven't been drinking enough water, but you feel it like in how you, every day, how you think, like every little moment of your being, and so, like, when I'm trying to maintain a pace and I'm not, like, being my healthiest, I fucking get bad and I make mistakes. Versus when I'm at my healthiest, I'm on point. You know, ask yourself this question. One of this question that I asked myself where I was these, why, ask yourself why you're emotionally eating. And, you know, you have a lot of more answers than you think. You know, mm. a lot of, me, I'm person, I spent, a, I spent at least, like, two hours, sometimes two and a half hours meditating during my day and shit. So, it's like, uh... If you ask yourself a question, why well, things Did are... you just say you meditate two hours a day? Usually, yeah. <laughs> when did you start meditating? Tell us about that. Why Why should people meditate? Because you can figure out... And uh, people are so, like, taboo, and they're like, clear your mind, don't think anything. It's like, nah. You actually have to see your mind so you see everything. That's what it is, not clear your mind. Anyways, it... Um, no, what do you mean by I... that? That's really interesting. Yeah, like... because... look. When you meditate, all these thoughts pop up. You close your eyes. Anytime you close your eyes, you center your body. So I close my eyes, my imagination and my subconscious and my conscious pop up. And then you're seeing and you're thinking. So then after you have your questions of your subconscious, ask to your conscious. And then you can ask your conscious to your subconscious why. And then ask and answer the questions. Your big facts. Uh, so I wake up yeah. in the morning. And I walk around when I'm, I try to do about, I want to get my calories burn count on my Fitbit to about a thousand before I start my day. Cause that, I don't know, I just do it and it works and it makes my life. Happier. I'll give you something. Do 25 jumping jacks, do 25 pushups, 25 got, burpees. Yo, I'm not going to do that to my neighbors. They already hate me, but I'll do that at a different time of the day. All right. Cause we're talking like six, seven in the morning. They already got to deal with me walking around. Oh. It's too early for burpees. Um, but, you know, uh, you don't even have to fucking jump. You step it out, bro. Listen, uh, later in the day. Later <laughs> in the day. I have these neighbors that don't want to get in trouble. Um, I already have an elliptical, and they have to deal with that when I elliptical, right? So, like, that's already going on in my apartment. I got to be a little, like, careful about 6.30 in the morning. But, I, but the thing is, I, what I like about it is that it puts my brain into this state where, like, these thoughts start flowing and I almost argue with myself a little bit. It's, I don't know if Bonnie ever hears it. She probably does. And it's like fucking like, I get to like almost get into this meditative state. It's bad for my reading when I go down that path. Cause I try to read, but like sometimes you just, your brain's got to work through shit. Cause you know, like there's a lot going on. And like, I find just walking in this circle, 
puts me into this like because I have like a loop in my apartment and I just go with that and it just puts my brain into this state where it's like what you're describing the questions and the answers and, you, and the, the more I let my brain flow with it it's almost like this weird meditative thing I accidentally stumbled into because I was trying to read in the morning and get steps but like I really appreciate what you're describing because I think it has a lot of it helps me get rid of certain anxieties on specific issues. And when I realize that, yo, this is stupid, is usually what ends up happening at the end of the day. And I can like let go of it in like a more calm way. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. Oh, yeah, I understand. Totally. Well, a lot of our mind is like preoccupation and fucking bullshit. And it's Big not facts. even your thoughts. It's not even your thoughts most of the time. It's usually like conditioning or like, yo, this one thing I give a key to everybody fucking huge nugget. It's like, Anytime in your life you go through circumstances, always be the same thing. Always the same answer. It's always the same problem. Just to see if you figure it out. <laughs> see if you got that level up. It's true. Oh, no? I like how you said that. Level up is key. Oh, you know what it is? Level up that shit. Is it going to dominate you? You're going to dominate that shit. You're coming to eat or it's coming to eat you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so a little bit earlier you were talking about clothing i want to make sure we touch on that before we forget because it's absolutely important it's like you were really excited before so tell us about your fashion designs and all that. like what are you doing there tell us about that world so right now um i have small pieces that i'm working on they're one pieces for myself right now but soon i'm working on a website um to get a bunch of stuff uh working um fitness um motivational motivational talk, just talking guidance to people um clothing um subscriptions etc um the clothing i want to have clothing that's visual art of life i don't know how to explain it okay pictures that are on the shirt are pieces of um the nature I have a top that's uh, it's it sucks because I thought it was supposed to come in today. I would have fucking flexed it, um, but um, yeah, like it's coming in. It has like it, it's a picture of outside, and it's like just I mixed the art of outside, of like the beauty of nature into clothing. Um, I have uh, a I have a fucking a boot I'm working on right now. That's fucking wild, man, the food, bro. But, like, I'm, like, I'm going to see, I'm going to wear it, I'm going to see what it is. Like, all my stuff is trial, one piece for myself, see how people like it, if they would fuck with it, and then after to drop it. Um, but I think it's going to be super cool. I, I want to get um, some jewelry out, too. Like, the whole idea for myself is just to have my whole drip, my flex. Give me a second. I'm going to see if... I'll grab one of my sweaters so I can get oh, fresh. So yo, yeah, what's yeah. really crazy about what you're saying is you know this Montreal's finest hat I wear. So I, I know the I know the lady who runs it and yo, uh it's Montreal's finest nineteen eighty five on Instagram if you wanna cop some shit at Montreal's finest nineteen eighty five. Yo, this shit's fire, they're dope, that's all I'm trying to say. But yo, her story is very remarkably similar to what you're describing in terms of your marketing principles. So she designs this logo. And she starts making stickers and she starts slapping stickers on people's shit and then people started seeing it and then people liked it because it's a fucking cat and it says Montreal because it's fucking a smash. It is a great logo. Um, and then she started making clothes and then she started selling clothes and she just kind of tried it out and it worked. And so she escalated it in the same way that you're doing your thing. So you designed that? Yeah, that's exactly. So my label is GTFSC. You so made that? Yeah. 
Holy shit, that's gorgeous. Yeah, Holy crap. Look at that shit, boy. Look at this shit. Woof. It's on that drip though, bro. I can't really see it. It's hard. Nah, I mean they can they can see it close enough to see what you mean about the lightning. Like you can see like the nature esque feel, but it also looks fly. It just looks very fly. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah. So like I got like fucking drip coming out. It's gonna be fucking fire. Um, this this one is a limited one. Like I'm not gonna make another one of this one because oh. yo, it's like. Yo, I have to run this sweater for like fucking 55, 60 bucks and shit. Because like, yo, getting getting stuff done is expensive now. It's not cheap. You know what I mean? Like I try to, I, I've been thinking what I'm thinking. It depends on how many people would need it. I'm thinking of even like starting a printing fucking thing and like printing my printing my shit and like people that need little quantities like i start printing for people around here but it depends how many like how much just need because like as i said my whole idea is for me to rock my own stuff but like if i could get uh bulk sweaters and bulk t-shirts for a cheaper price that are still this quality and be able to print them myself then i'd be able to make more profit and stuff but it's expensive like yo so it costs I like just I just promise you that I posted on Facebook, I swear, just by sheer coincidence, because I just got this new fucking logo done, and I looked at it, and I said, I want to wear that on a sweater, because I'm wearing my Rhyme Sayer sweater, and I want to wear that on a sweater instead. I think it's cool. I don't give a fuck. It's the um, sick sweaters, what up? that. So what ended up happening, though, and what really, like, I, I made a post yesterday about sweaters and the amount of people that answered is crazy but what i ended up learning is that there are opportunities out there for you to get good quality stuff at a decent price i can't go into a lot of details etc i don't have plugs myself but i learned that if you are able to get it printed you could probably find a high quality person that'll sell in bulk and let you deal with that personally i would never want to deal with printing myself i'm not that kind of guy but it, it is attainable I would love that because me, I'm thinking like fucking dope ass prints and shit. Like me, I'm trying to like flex. Like I, I was looking at fashion for a while though, but like different kind of fashion, not like just this shit. Like I used to watch like in fashion television channel, like people doing like high class runway. Like I'm into like crazy type like clothes and stuff, but like it's hard to like make clothes i would love to actually make be able to make a sweater and stuff but again it's like a lot of time but for example if you were to learn how to make clothes what a vestment man like yo you're actually really so valuable to the community like yo when everything shuts down you think anything's gonna matter no but if you know how to fucking make clothes like you're gonna matter very much because you can you know what i mean um and it's just really great uh like this is really great quality i know i i know a lot of great um bulk retailers that i can check out for lower quality sweaters it's just um the print the print is usually like more expensive when you no, get I'm it done but it depends though. i'm gonna be it real with you this sweater is one of those good quality sweaters i've washed it a thousand times it's still yeah. fucking proper looking and it feels nice to wear it like it still feels nice to wear it so i keep mm -hmm. wearing it but if it got like kind of weird after a while because it was a lower quality sweater i wouldn't wear it for as long 
I think if it's about popping off on your brand and you know that high quality shit, like listen, I've come to the at least this is for me, right? Maybe I'm just in a privileged position, but I, I'm I'm realizing that buying that sixty seventy dollar sweater is is gonna last longer and thus be a better economic investment than going to like Walmart and buying that bullshit that fades and doesn't feel right after two months. That's exactly that's what I'm thinking right now. That's why right now my focus for clothing and stuff is really, really quality. Um, like I have had people say, like, oh, can I buy your stuff right now? I'm like, not right now, because this, even this that I'm doing that I have right now, this is the only one that I'm making. The print is gonna be better quality even when I give it to my people than this. So it's like and, and this is really great quality already, but um just like i'm testing on my designs i anything i sell is i have to try it out for a while before i give it like for example like it has to work well i'm not gonna sell you shit because i wouldn't want to be sell shit you know i mean very i'm very like that i can i don't care about money money's gonna come after it's uh quality over quantity you know what i mean that's Um, like, like um that's how a lot of big business is done. Like if you look at the tech industry, there's two ways to do it. You have people who try to rush it and try to get shit out real quick. Try to, and I, I mean, like so even a younger me with my approach to a lot of things, I was kind of like that. I tried to rush. I tried to value quantity as a big measure of stuff. But then I realized that people will actually stick through quality. They'll stick around, right? And I think a little bit was YouTube. YouTube lied to everybody. YouTube made it sound like, yo, you have to make videos every day. You have to do this. You have to do that. And then it turned out that YouTube was like, yeah, fuck it. If your shit's good, that's good enough. And that seemed to also be a thing that also happened. So, like, I know for myself that impacted me heavy. But now I'm looking at the world and I'm like, yo, let's be real. You put, like, I, I put out, like, 10, 11 songs this year. And I guarantee you people are only going to remember one. They're only going to remember one one song I put out this year. That's it. Why? Because it was that much more quality than the entire rest of the last project, which it doesn't matter what I like or how I feel. If I'm being real with you, I know I tried harder on the other song. I know that that song was better. And it made me realize a lot of things looking at the impact over the last couple of months, right? So the way that you're taking your approach with your fashion line is kind of like that. So the tech industry is supposed to do. It, it puts out a little beta product, a little bullshit product. Uh, you know, it gets some people out there. They use it. They put ratings on the app store. They make it better. Kind of like you put out your press run. You're wearing this right now. People are going to see it. They're going to go, oh, that was dope. That was not dope. That was whatever. But along the way, you're going to see it. Do people still think it's dope in three months and four months? In a way that a good app idea, the V1, they test it out. Then they make improvements. They get the next one out. And then finally is ready is good to go and you drop the fucking full thing because you figured out the formula so i love the fact that you're sharing that you're because yo people are like in a rush with marketing i think sometimes like look in my head i want everything i'm doing with these interviews to be at a million views tomorrow because in my head i want that of course but at the same time can i handle that can i really do it right do i know yet is this even like the best version of this show? I don't fucking know. I just started doing this by like this this level of everything. I'm making it up as I go along. I don't even fucking have like like a real flow. Oh, man, you flex hard, man. That's amazing. You know, like I, I was telling you, before this interview, I had an interview before this uh, for my fitness stuff about like right. half an hour before, and I was telling, um, like everything comes perfectly how it's supposed to at at this time. You know, we want our things the way we want it now, but know that you're working and know it's going to come out. It is time, not your time. So be patient and know that everybody's going to get their thing at their time. Nah. Because the ones 
one's development of like, for example, uh, one of the questions that he had asked me is like, what is your new year's resolution? I said to be focused on internally things that really I desire, you know, Fresh. Uh, and uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And um, it's like, you know, knowing that like sometimes you're going to be in mode where you're going to be like working physically towards your dreams. And sometimes it's going to be a little bit of pause where you're working more spiritually, you see. I know that the balance and the time is going to come perfectly at this time. And it's going to be one day it's going to be like, shit, it just clicked. Like, yo, I had like, in the last three weeks, I've had probably like seven interviews. And I didn't, nice. I didn't ask anybody to give me, I didn't ask anybody to give me interviews and stuff. You see, so everything comes at this time. Sometimes you think you're ready. Well, you're going to be like fucking blast up in no time. For real, man. That your interviews oh, are like. This whole thing is, it's it's crazy. Honestly, like, not I don't want to brag about how I feel like things are going, but, like, I got to talk to a dude that people have heard of. Like, I got to talk to this guy, Iron Solomon, and he's so cool. He was such a cool guy yeah, to talk to. He's amazing. But people yeah. have heard of him. It was tripping me out. Like, I felt like, wow, wow. It was like, that's big. And, like, no. there's so many people in the city that are hitting me up for this. I'm like, wait, are you? Because, yo, for me, this is month 49 of Behind That Suit. That is m month 49. So like, it's crazy. And I mean, like to me, it's like crazy as you're saying on this, right? Because your story did take a lot of time too. And that's, that's huge. But look at what's going on in your world. I mean, A, I didn't even know there were that many people doing interviews on that kind of shit in the world. Like, I, I don't even know that much about what's going out there. But, um, oh, yeah, that's yeah, it's really great, you know. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Everything comes. Sorry, we're high oh, level. Yo, this is big for me, yo. Because you, first of all, I wanted to make sure that people knew that this isn't gonna be dude land. Okay, like that was really big for me. Like it's actually crazy because you're like the first uh, female guest that's that's popped on since I've been doing the lives. Not the first one on the channel. I did have a couple of ladies misunderstood and little eyes that came through one time before, but like you're like this is big. You got the live audience here. Um, yo, thanks, Lemef. Lemef is like complimenting me, and he's a sweet guy. Um, Thank you, everybody, for coming and joining us. A shout out to you guys, everybody. Yo, it's crazy. We still at nine people. It's gone up and down a little bit, but we've been still averaging a good fucking number because like, you're interesting and you got some cool shit going on for real, reals. Um, that's the truth of it. But yo, for me, it's a big moment because I want to make sure that ladies know that this is also important. Like, I'm not gonna lie, there's about four. I want to. I have a bunch of people I want to book. There's a few girls I want to get in, like more than I care about the guys. Because yo. I think, like, just knowing there's a whole side of that city that a lot of people aren't aware of is huge, right? Like, I don't know how many people even know that. Yo, I don't know the, her name. I can't remember it. But um, I know when she posts, she's, like, this promoter lady. And she's got, like, this list over this festival that she had. It's, like, 50 fucking women MCs in, like, the city that she dropped on this list. And I'm, like, they're doing this shit. And I'm, like, holy crap. That's, like, a huge part of the scene that needs to be bragged about and shit. So I feel like... Uh, Andreanne Bohemia. That is exactly who it is. Lemeth, you are correct. It is her. She's she's pretty fucking cool, is all I'm saying. Uh she's she's so big into the scene like that. Like I love what she does. Um but yeah, so like I think like, you know, just having you here like makes it look more inviting. It's not just like dude land, you know what I'm saying? Like this is fun. It's just chill. It's just, you have so much to share. It's so fucking cool. And you're absolutely amazing. Like, I, I love interview that's, like, both back and forth talking, you know? It doesn't make you, like, okay, mm. like, 
you know, it and was, it's great. It was made a little bit clear to me that if I just make this about the artists and I don't actually make sure that my personality is there, it is not my show, and therefore I'm not a draw, and that's bad news bears for the longevity of my success. So, but what I try to do is make the beginning part of it a lot more the artist rambles, not rambles, but like speaks more quickly, and then mm-hmm. I time it I, after about an hour, hour and a half, I start getting a little more assertive and opinionated, unless something <laughs> like fucking dope comes up, because yo, I love the idea of like what joe rogan does it it's a conversation we're just homies talking you know what i'm saying that's kind of like the style here and i think that it gets people thinking like you know what i never really really thought that i would be sitting here talking about like fitness and health and shit when i started this picturing it but then i saw you doing your thing and i'm not gonna lie it's more than the fact that you did music that made i was like i'm hoping we're gonna talk about some hell shit yo i did the lose weight song i should probably fucking do some hell shit When I seen that, I was like, I need to dump on that shit. I love the challenge that's like, okay, you have something to talk about and you just fucking flex it. It just gives you such creativity to work with because I feel like in every situation, there's so many like different like views of the situation. I think it's <laughs> cool that you wrote that in like 20 minutes. Um, oh my God. So you've also, because. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to like, cut you off because there's another interesting thing because as much as it's fun to talk about that contest, you put out, what, two, three track EPs and, like, what, two singles in the last three or four months? Yeah, there was Nevermind, there was What Is Me, there's uh, Roses, there's I, and there's In The Fields. Um, so I just want to make sure we talk about all of this, too. Tell us about how all of these projects came to be, what they mean to you. You know, like just a bit about uh, this part of your journey because they're very different sonically. Oh, yes, it's true. Very true. So never mind. It's like all the people that say, oh, you're not going to be anything in your life. Oh, you cannot do this. Oh, you sound whatever you're going to sound. And then you're just checking off your fucking checklist right in front of their face. And you say your audacity that you had, you know, so that was never mind. <laughs> me being like all of the time they say never mind and then i'm just like a little bit like how like like i'm just gonna like dive in to what it is you know like never mind what they say i'm just going for it then what is me is like like uh, like what is me here's me here i am like this is like this is me no matter what you see it is me and i'm gonna be what i am no matter what you think of it no matter how it appeals to you no matter how you feel um then my other one roses is like how i am she's just like a rose to the point she be cold she knows what she wants and get what she wants (laughs) And then after she was like, and the little spice part is like, she knows how to play sexy as fuck. It's like anything, you know, like, you know, like I'm hot and I, I'm, I'm just like a rose and, and like also like a rose is like soft, but pointy. So I'm like, I'm very like, I'm very nice, but I'm very fucking bold, like in your face and shit. You know what I mean? Um, it was also too like, um, how a person like takes what they want and it's theirs. It's so many different emotions in every song. Um, in the field was like, 
you think you think you you think you you know what I'm capable of um and you thought it would be this way but it's actually this way like I proved you wrong like it, like a lot of this as I said a lot of the, the a lot of the songs are like situation so it'd be like a lot of it's crazy a lot of songs that I write it's like things of doubt people try to doubt or like pick on you and stuff then I'm like oh yeah like <laughs> I don't try to like write a song off it but like some emotion whatever changes in my life like through this whole time of all those tracks it's been my life of letting go things that are important to me and Fair. and readapting to new things that are better for me that are more important you see, so I, got a, I got a question because <clears throat> something yeah. that's come up a lot, and I think marketing choices are also very interesting for the people. Now, um, I put out a 10 track project, it was nine songs and a little intro. And I noticed by track five, everybody stopped listening. Uh, mm. I put out a bunch of singles, and they all got like repeat listens, and people were feeling like paying attention, they were quoting lyrics. And I'm not trying to like gas myself up, I'm just saying this is what I noticed with my shit. Why I say that is because I learned along the way that like three, four songs seems to be the new magic number. And I noticed that you did two, three track releases and then a bunch of singles. So, but earlier when you did your first project, it was a bigger yeah, release, it had and, more songs in it. So, the question wow. is, how did you get to that point where you were like, I want to release smaller projects? Why did you do that? Well, honestly, like, oh, wow, eh? it's crazy. I love how you so pinpointed and see that. It's, you know, it takes somebody you're really amazing to be doing that. So shout outs to you because that's really appreciate that. very good. Very great. Absolutely amazing. I love that. Um, I actually, I, I write songs at the time so i can't be like okay i'm just gonna write a song like i can but like i feel it's more valuable if i have something to say i'm very much like if i have something to say then i write a song so it just happened to be in the life experience that like when i did do 10 tracks i i was i hadn't been to this that was like my first album that 10 track one that was the first album I did before that one of the songs was like Orange Eyes um, and that was that was like more visual arts of like if I were to do like a music video um, but like the one that had 10 tracks it was like I had written songs every day like I was writing for a while at one point I was I was writing every single day like almost every day for like a year just random shit like I have books of fucking writing and writing that I can make tracks and that I have put on tracks but like for me when I write tracks it's more like I, I write it and then I'm kind of like okay it's over I feel like I don't know if everybody's like that I just write it and then I'm like, oh. like absolutely the opposite I, really? so I like so I have two <laughs> versions of this shit <clears throat> I have what I call throwaway shit so like these contest verses I do throwaway shit I try very little it's more of a writing exercise. I just want to write a verse fast. It's important to me to do it quickly and it's about mm -hmm. doing it. So like the last one I did, I had the whole thing wrapped up and recorded in 90 minutes of effort. That to me is like the goal of that type of shit. Or I'll write acapellas. That shit is not trying. I'm just trying to like go fast and work on writing quickly on those exercises. But then I have songs. So the problem is, is I want to get my beat and I want to own my beat. I don't yeah. care how it is. It's always been important to me. I'm actually yeah, I mean, considering going different routes for like accessibility, but in general, I'm proud to say that like every single song I've made, 
with the exception of yeah. one lease. And that was part of it. I did this lease and it's a good song I wrote on that. I think so. Whatever. You don't have to agree. But like the next person said, <clears throat> yo, that's a G-Jaw beat. I, I saw that in the contest and I'm like, <gasps> and it just smashed me. Like my ego couldn't handle that. Like I, I don't care if it's like a silly thing, but I couldn't handle that. So every other beat, I'm the only person that used the beat in my whole catalog, right? <clears throat> yeah, so with that, I, I'm also the kind of guy that I don't like producing. I'm not really into it. I want that beat to be like done. You give me that shit and I know where the chorus is because you told me where the fucking chorus is in the beat. And I know where the shit is. And then it's like, boom, boom. I go, what does this song make me feel? But by then I wrote the song, but I, it's mine now. I got this shit. But like, I'm not going to not use it because, yo, that's like a song. If I got the beat and the beat gave me the feeling, then then it's a song. Even if it's a bad song, I almost feel like I would rather put it out because I made that song. And that's not like a thousand percent true, but I got like a bank. I want to go re-record like 50, 60 things that like I just didn't have the means of recording once upon a time. But all of them to me, I want them out one day. I'm actually talking to my producer now about like, yo, I got this shit. What if I send you a reference and you redo the beats like this? Because I wrote this over karaoke shits. I can't use any of this music. So like to me, it's like I latch on. I don't like to let go once it's a song. But that throwaway shit, it's like done. It's because I have to invest in more on doing that because for me, as I said, it's expression. I don't try to write songs ever since I was young. Remember, as I said at the beginning, like mm. I was writing, writing, and it would turn to songs. So for me, it's like I just write, and it's like okay. But and then after, I sometimes like I look back on my tracks, and I'm like, holy fuck, man, the shit I write is like what, like really intense, you know? And I should actually, it makes me think I should like really take the time to invest because even people have been telling me lately, like. Yo, like some people be like, yo, who's that person? Like, see, on the phone, they like listen to my shit. I'm like, oh my. They're like, who's that person? They're like, oh shit, it's like Sammy C and shit. But I'm like, just like, I think sometimes give yourself less credit mm. than you deserve, you know? Um, because you're just like, whatever, like, for example, in both ways, like in my writing, um, like I know it's good and stuff, but I could, if I were to be like promoting my music and shit more, like really consistent. Like, yo, I'd probably, like, fucking blow up with my shit. You know what I mean? And I just, like, whatever. Like, I'm just, like, okay. Like, I'm not saying that I'm, like, whatever. But, like, I'm, like, if it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? I kind of, like, a song to me is, like, I know it's I know it's great, but I, like, don't hold on to it. But it's, it's very like, good to be, Let like, me ask you a question, though. So, like, because that's tied into, like, a, an interesting thing. Like, what is success even, right? Like, you know what I found out? I found out some mom is bumping and is, is literally going lose weight, motherfucker, lose weight. A mom somewhere is singing that shit. I'm like, I mean, yeah, money's nice, but I don't know how many people can flex that some mom somewhere is singing their hook. I don't know. To me, that's a cool flex. So, like, I realized that, like, success is evolving in how I see it over time. It used to be a lot of money and attention, and now it's more like, influence and reach like i'm gonna be real with you if i could have all the power without any other fame that would be amazing at this point in my life if i could like create like personas and shit and just like kind of move it all out but now nah, my face is all over everything so cats out the bag i'm gonna roll with this shit but like end of the day i'm like i used to want the fame and now i'm more interested in like i want to be able to like influence things in a positive way you know that's my dream in life it's i guess funny. you can say those kids are inspiring the shit out of me right now it's they're all crazy. trying to be influencers and stuff. Get it? I'm, okay, I'm not that funny. I know. <laughs> it's so crazy. 
that you say that because it's like like kind of the opposite ish because like me like yo i've been like before like a hermit and shit almost like a lot of my life i spend in my room and shit like fucking working on my crafts and just doing myself and like now like god or universe whatever using me to like fucking be a person that's like a public figure or whatever you know so it's kind of very in a way different for me that like i'm starting to get like more attention on my shit which is great you know i have to like get more used to like that like actually have that support you know what i mean mm. so like it's fucking it's really beautiful yeah. to like develop and shit and like see that like sometimes you're doing stuff and it's like you just do them like whatever but like you're making more of an impact than you think with the smallest things you know big and, facts yeah and it's really like impactful like just this interview is just like wow you know and i'm sure for yourself you're seeing like i feel like when you have deep discussions with people you see in yourself more of what like is so great for yourself you know and um i feel it's so beautiful that like first of all you're seeing your potential and i'm seeing my potential by you doing this show even and me stepping and doing Big this facts. too so like it's like bro like we're just gonna get everything we want like we're stepping ourselves up for greatness when you put yourself out there you know and like for me like as i said I, during the interview before like in the middle of it was like i'm kind of like a little bit awkward and shit so when i would be like talking to people and be like kind of myself so now it's like making myself more like i'm community person but i'm kind of like i don't look like i'm shy but i am shy at the same time so i like being open <laughs> and community, like, yeah, and no, I'm at, yo, my personality is so fucked right now. Like, I'm trying to learn how to be both an internet person and myself at the same time, <laughs> right? Like, cause it's hard. Like, I'm not you saying I'm popping, but like, all of a sudden, I went from like three likes, except for like the occasional picture, to like literally sometimes fifty to seventy comments going down in the fucking threads, and it's like, okay, this is like cool. Like I thought I wanted this really fast, but no, it's actually scary a little bit, right? Because now all of a sudden you say one wrong thing and maybe a motherfucker's gonna come at you in the DMs or whatever. And you say and then you you start noticing other stuff from other people. I don't know. It's it's like okay. But it's good. Like don't get me wrong. This, this is different the now. That's the best. Thing. That's what I said. I, it's gonna come. We we're talking at the beginning. I was like, bro, like everything's gonna come not at your time. It's gonna come at his time. And you know why, God or whatever, guys, you fucking does that because it would be overwhelming. Like you know how something is so trippy when it's so exciting. Like you're so yeah. you can't even catch yourself. Yeah, sometimes like, yo, I'm sitting there and it's like I can't even focus, right? Because like I'm just trying to process. Like, oh my God, this is working. It's Holy real shit. Too. And it's like and it's people real. are feeling it. Like, oh my gosh, this is not like is yo, like it's like nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit. Uh, oh my gosh. It, like all of a sudden people are saying some crazy wild shit to me. And I'm like, yo, like even Lemef giving me props in this chat. It's like, yo, are you for real? Like this is real shit. Like Lemef Lemef wins championships and shit and he's giving me props and shit. Like oh, I mean, you know what it is? You know what it is? We have that flex, but you know what um, I'm saying? Like, yo, keep on doing your things. You know what I realized? And it's crazy. It's really crazy. I had an interview before this and we were like talking about kind of the same things. Like, yo, as I said, everything happens at its time and it's like beautifully working out. And this is your reality. So as I said in the one before, it was like, 
you know, if it's a reality and you see it already, it is what it is. You see, so step into what it is. And no, shit. I mean, don't, it's don't, just the thing. Like, people talk about, no. like, like fun shit. Like, I'm just, like, listen, you know what I like to do for fun? This. Honestly, yeah, okay. this. This is, this to me, like, I keep saying it to people, but, like, look, my girlfriend has heard everything I've said, okay? She's heard it all. We've been in the same fucking room for like nine months and shit, okay? Like, she's heard it all. So for me, this is like, yo, I get to talk about shit she doesn't care about with people who care about it. Not to say she doesn't care, but like she's I said, she's awesome. That's a fucking awesome girl, man. Keep that girl forever. Yeah, absolutely. She's the best. Yo, she's straight up so helpful. She's part of keeping this alive and everything. Like, she stepped up and all that good shit. She, but like, Shout outs to Shout outs to your girl, man. Cause that's absolutely amazing. You need you sorry. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm smoking piff. You know what it is. Shout out um, Bonnie, big time. But like I'm saying that because you need people that are supportive. You know, and it's very important. We have a lot of can. I was talking about this before. We have a lot of conditioning in our mind that conditions that it's not good enough, or people are not gonna like it, or people are gonna see it a certain way. Like, step out of that and know that that's not even the truth. And I mean, your truth is yeah. your reality. But you know, let me just talk about her for a quick second. Like, I'm a paranoid, anxious motherfucker behind closed doors. So she has to put up with all that shit. So, like, sometimes I'll just, like, remember something from, like, two weeks ago and say some shit. And then she's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, she has to put up with all sorts of weird shit. And she's just actually that incredible. But, like, you know I, what the thing is that love and it's a basic. That's I know, beautiful. it is. That's why, I, like, I'm cool with, like, saying that because I'm even, if, I don't know if she's still listening. But if she is, she's gone. She's gonna feel it. But like, it's true though. Like, it's about <clears throat> the thing is, is like, yo, I was thinking about as you were just talking to dudes, right? Sometimes we panic in moments a lot, and we we think some dumbass shit. You know, we think maybe what's really dope in front of our faces isn't actually really dope sometimes. But yo, honestly, if you're actually like paying attention to it half the time, like yo, like what you're saying, like it's because we're being hard on ourselves. It's more of an introspective thing. Like it's not that she has an issue with some shit. Honestly, my brain just made it up. <laughs> it just made up some shit. For real? No, it's also to like past references on fucking other shit. Like other times you went through experience. So you're like references. Like, but that's like all fucking bullshit and nonsense. You don't even have to think about that kind of stuff, you know? Like what I how I switched my mind, a lot of people have said like like my get it fitness SC, I was saying this is what it's about. Change your mind, change your life. When I talk about personal training, I'm not talking about your only body, your personal training. So that's your mind, your body, your spirit. That's why you're mm. personal training. You see? So like fucking get that shit aligned and know that like you're creating your reality and think great things because you are going to create great things. And if yeah. you want great, I how are you going to get great things if, you if you're fucking getting like shit or talking like shit, you know? Yeah, I'm absolutely just an anxious person, but I totally think great things. She's wonderful though, cause yo, she's yo for real. Big facts. Uh, along the, I don't think I'd be here without like her actually taking the time to just be like, "You're stupid. You, what are you talking about?" Like literally every day, she's like, "You know, like what are you talking about? Like people like you. What are you talking about? Look at what you did yesterday." Like I swear, I'll forget that like I just did something incredible eight minutes ago, and I'll just be like, "I'm a fucking loser in my head and some shit." And then she'll be like. Nah, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, we, we, we're love language like that. That's how we talk to each other with love. You know what, though? Go and do internal, go and do meditation and reconditioning because then you're going to, you don't want to, you want to create the best mind states so you grow beautiful uh, flowers for yourself. That's a big fact. 
you don't want to believe, believe that for yourself because you're so amazing and you know uh, that too so like i it's know true. all of that it's I'm just that serious. it's moment to moment it's just so here's the thing like like it's hard to like accept that Right, it's new that okay, like so, it went from like you know, like I said, it's a lot of the attention I've been getting is positive, and I don't know that people know how hard it is to go from people. Look, three, four years ago, motherfuckers was like laughing at this shit, right? Like it was a joke at work, and now it's like people's giving me all the love on every angle of my fucking life, and I'm like psychologically, I'm like, yo, this is fucking weird. I don't even know how to process this shit properly. I love it. I'm grateful. I understand it. I, I look. It's gonna take a couple. It's like it's like it's just an adjustment more than it's anything else. My brain is adjusting to the fact that like, yo, I did the right things and the right things gave me the right rewards, and that's like weird, right? Because that's not the chaotic dysfunction that like I come from. It's it's the opposite. It's like I did the right thing, and I don't, I'm like, wait, wh when's it gonna disappear? It's not. It's there. It's real. And I'm like, holy shit. Oh my god, yes, me too. Let's have like a trip too. Yeah, me too. Oh my god. And it's really trippy because you're like not sure if it's yeah, you're like constantly like is it real or not? But like know that you deserve great things and shit. And I like I say that a lot, no, but it's it hard, too. you know? I know it is hard, trust. I'm going through it too hard. Remember that a lot of people are going through the same thing as you are, eh? Somebody said that, that to me today. He said, you know what? Don't be afraid. Yo, shut up, Merker Miyagi. I don't even care. He gets the credit. He said, you know what? You talked about some shit. Like, I talked about borderline personality disorder a little bit on the last one. And I realized, yo, I'm talking about mental health and sharing. And maybe people can connect some shit, right? I wrote uh, some I'm shit about reprioritizing. I didn't know that regular shit was so important to people. Like, I don't know. This is shit I never talked about my whole life, really. And it's like, yeah. yo, you're right. Like, maybe, like, actually having these conversations have, like, a bigger impact than I'm even aware of. Because, yo, I feel like a lot of people might not be as willing to open up. I'm not really that willing. This is hard. This is a hard thing to even, because there's people watching and shit, you know? <laughs> but, yo, you know what's absolutely beautiful, though? That look at this. Look, this is what, and I find it's great because it's absolutely beautiful because you are so used and I'm so used from whatever we've gone through to help somebody else. You know what I mean? And with both our platforms, we're both doing that. And look, just us talking, you're healing your heart. I'm healing my heart by expressing our being. And we're healing other mm. people that are talking. So it's absolutely amazing that we can, like, give keys and help guide people of what we've been going through, you know. And you know what I've realized? One of the biggest things is, uh, yeah, it's fucked up. It's so fucked up because, like, the psychology of our our experiences had got our mind fucked up and shit like what people say and do and all this fucking bullshit but the thing is what i what i really process is like people don't not believe in you they don't mm. understand what you're doing so they're Big fucking fast they're like, questionable. It's like, yo, bro, they're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, even me too. Like, yo, you look at GTF. What the fuck is GTF? So people don't even know GTF is more than fucking get it finished to see. Also, give thanks for Soul Connect. That's what it is too, man. Soul Connect. I wouldn't be able to do anything with uh, without my guidance. Also, um, get it. You can do get it finished SC. You know what I mean? Yo, there's many shit. But it's like, it's not, it's not about what you're doing. It's the impact of who so you like, are gonna leave the impact like what's crazy time. is like we have this guy zed in the chat here and he says lots of knowledge nuggets tonight right and so like this whole knowledge nuggets thing i just made that up because i thought it was a cool idea I, I stole it from someone i don't remember who i stole it from <laughs> trying to make it up okay. um, everything a lot of things are stolen <laughs> but it's universe. But like, 
the fact that he's saying it I, here's the thing i don't actually know him i met him on like twitch in a chat somewhere like it's just completely organic in that sense and it's like it's like i guess that's impact that's like a living example of what you're talking about which it trips me the fuck out you're gonna be somebody i remember for the rest of my life the chat's over there so i know you're over there but the chat's over there for me anyway like i'm never gonna forget this guy like forever because it's like wow like that's so cool like that's so much so cool it's small things that you don't even realize yo like i see some people coming up to me that fucking like you look at people and you don't realize how much you talk and you leave uh, wisdom for other people to see and then after you realize like you may I, I didn't realize how much when i talk i leave a lot of uh information or guidance i guess to people that people start coming to me and they're like when they come to talk to me you can see that they're waiting for me to tell something that's gonna be like <laughs> and i'm just like oh like um you know like it's crazy how you beautifully use you know and as i said it's never about what you're doing it's what your expression is what you can give as a being you are because at Excuse me, at the end of the day, nobody gives a shit what you did. It's how they made you, you made them feel, feel and what they relate and what they understand, you see? But everything, this is why I realized some Matrix shit, keys from the day, keys from the night. It's like everything you think is then shown to you on expression, on external watch. If you took that down, bro, you're going to see in fucking Matrix shit the next day. Everything you think is then shown to you externally after. So keep your thoughts very clear because you're you're gonna get shown with this popping <laughs> but like i don't know I, I believe in that kind of uh, so i have this weird theory right so i believe in god i don't necessarily believe yeah. in religion but i believe in god and i think god talks to us in this weird way where in my my manifestation and this is not anybody else this is how i interpret it it's um yeah. i'll be feeling away and several different people from unrelated sources in a very short period of time will say the same shit with different language just so like it's like yo this is not connected shut the fuck up and listen homie this is the real message coming to you live and direct and so i like you know when you see those memes like if you saw a young yourself what would you say in four words it's always shut the fuck up and listen or whatever why because it's that I, I didn't listen when i was younger so i missed a lot of those messages that kept me in tune with the world and so even like in conversations like this, you're talking about health and being in tune and I'm like, yo, my emotions have been off, but has my health been proper? Have I been doing those things? I'm on vacation next week. I'm getting back in tip top shape then I don't give a shit. But like, yo, you know, like I start thinking about it. It's like, yo, maybe, maybe I let that myself slip a little bit, you know? Shout out to you because I, yo, yo, I gotta give this guy fucking shout outs all the time. He's all flexing on this shit. So he got his fucking fit bit, as you guys know. <laughs> And he did a competition, bro. <laughs> yeah. Of steps or whatever. Yo, and Fitbit's bro, nuts. And competing and running and shit, bro. I was like laughing. So I loved it so much. The beauty to see your commitment and things are absolutely amazing. I hope you always remember and keep that and know that. Because you're going to get everything. If you're always consistent like this, how can you not get anything you want? I totally do feel like that in my soul. But I try not to. Like, look, I have an issue with my ego. So I went through this phase where I was super not, arrogant. Right? You're not and, in survivor mode. Sorry to interrupt no. you. Your ego's for survival. But like, hear me out though. So I'm not good at judgment sometimes. So young me, <clears throat> ego's like this, arrogant as shit, nothing to back it up. It was bad news bears. So then 
took like I'm not good at balance, right? So to offset that, I beat the shit out of my ego, and I crushed it. It's, it's and then hard. it was like, okay, now like, I'm yeah. humble as fuck, etc. And then people are like, bro, this is hip hop. You gotta be like this. And I'm like, oh shit. So now I actually have to like find that balance of like, yo, I can brag about stuff, kind of to a degree. What level? Like it's hard. Like I don't know these rules. Like this is what I call like middle class <clears throat> normative shit. I don't know that. I didn't grow up with it. It's common sense is not common to me. It's a lot of weird rules that have specific nuances attached to traditions and customs that were not around me when I grew up. So that is my reality kind of navigating the world. People make jokes and I'm like, yo, you just said something insulting. And they're like, no, I was joking, bro. And I'm like, I don't understand your fucking joke. I, why, how is, oh, okay, now I get it's a joke. But by then it's too late. It's over. You ruined the joke for everyone. <laughs> well, you know what? That's what I realized. Nobody has to understand. Oh, my God. Where are you at? Don't worry. You good. You good. You were still here. We hear you. Uh, okay, we hear it. Uh, yes. Yes. Sorry about that. There you are. You are back with us. <laughs> the pipe thing, man. You know what it is. That's a real shit. Um, but uh, where are we going? I don't remember exactly where I'm like those like flex where I'm like, this is like one of those conversations though, where like after I'm going to be like, what the fuck did I just say on camera? That is absolutely what's going to happen after. Yo, it's just what it is. This one went back to remember that nobody has to understand. And it's your being to understand and, and take things and express things how you do. And nobody is supposed to understand that they will either adapt or not. That's what I realized for myself too. It's like I had some people I'd send music and they'd be like, okay, like thumbs up, whatever. And they'd be like, whatever, I don't really like it or whatever the thing is. And I have to understand that my, how I feel about it is all that matters because the rest always will change. If I look at what they think, it's always going to change. That's big facts. Yeah, if I look at how I'm going to fucking take it, bro, it's going to be how I'm changing, how I'm developing. So try to flex on me when I know how how the fuck I am, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why, like, sometimes, like, I can seem, like, really cockier in your face. That's why I said it's just, like, rose pointy and go. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's because, like, you know, like, you're making it happen. You know what it is. You don't have to explain. And if you know what is true to you who the fuck is anybody to tell you anything but it's just like what's crazy is like at the end of the day it's also simple right like here's the parts of your story all right let me break it down real quick because it's basically the same parts of my stories and anybody else's yo i studied a lot of rich people successful habits i read a lot of books blah 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 it's all the same fucking shit you visualized your future and what you felt you you lived in true self-awareness to who you are you worked on growth and development like here's my new year's resolution it's the same one in the last nine years be better than last year it doesn't have to be harder than that i haven't failed in nine years that's a dope thing i don't know how many people that can say that but i didn't make stupid goals i made really vague easy to obtain goals like just you'll be better it's not that hard to be better than last year yes you might fuck it up i've been fortunate i'm being honest but you should be able to have a good win ratio on that goal in general in life you know so you applied that logic to your life you also were super open-minded. A lot of things you did are just what the kids are doing. That's what I thought was super weird, right? Like, yo, the kids don't think. They just do. And so much of your shit, you just don't think. You just did. You just felt it out. You were just, like, running with it. And, like, everything was so health-oriented. So, like, health is really important, too. I lost weight. People like me more. 
I mean, it is what it is. People can say what they want about whatever, but it's like a reflection of attitude, right? Because to lose weight, you have to be a certain way. And people kind of are more attracted to that version of a person than the one that gains weight just because it's related to laziness and shit. Like even it's, on the... It's so sucky. Sorry I interrupted you, but it's... I, I, I so, like, as I said, remember I... I lost a lot of weight and i came back and people realized me so even people that were like they'd be like telling me like yo you're like fucking fat as fuck like yo like shit they'd be like coming be like what's good after i'm like what the fuck you come to me like that you know what i mean like people are gonna act different when you change you know what i mean and then you fucking decide how the fuck it goes switch your shit <laughs> and level up but like the thing is, is I did change and that's something that I, I like realized, like I'm not actually the person that I used to be because of yeah, all these healthy year. habits. Look at last year. I'm sure you were a lot developed more than last year or the year before. Like you always see how far you've come. You have to look at that. Like, bro, like it's crazy. <laughs> nah, but it's cool. This was definitely an awesome chat. Um, So big question then. Uh, what is happening in the near future that people are watching for? Actually, are you down to perform? Oh, we never did talk about my show. I was going to book you for that. What are your plans for like uh, performing? Not that there's a huge story there. I was going to partner with Make-A-Wish and I booked Sammy and then COVID hit and that shit smashed out four days before the lockdown. So like the 20th was the lock was my show and the 16th was the fucking the end of the live music scene in Montreal for a long time. Um, but how do you feel about internet rapping? Because you know what was super cool about Sammy here? Sammy was sitting there and found out what the end of the week was. So what did Sammy do? She actually hit me up for the Zoom. And then Sammy jumped on the Zoom. And then Sammy was there. And she maybe didn't stay a long time, whatever. But she actually showed up. And I'm like, that's fucking fire. <laughs> I got not antisocial. I got like a little bit shy and awkward. I told you I'm awkward sometimes. So I'm trying to like break that. But it's going to be good. I would love to check out uh, further ones that are coming like freestyle and all that stuff i would love to participate so, in yeah, that. the freestyle I... one i believe is thursdays at 10 p.m you can hop in oh. and do that shit and the sunday one if i'm not mistaken are a bit more about written lemef is confirming he saw you on the zoom on on uh sunday so yeah that's what it is lemef saw you pop in there that's like real shit yeah i can do written too whatever i'm down for man me i'm like this year, if you're asking me what you can expect for this year, man, a lot of more on my face. If you didn't think you see my face enough. I love it. <laughs> we got to flex some motherfuckers now. No, I'm joking. I'm playing too much. Um, but, like, no, um, for real, I want to really um, make a huge community. That's what I'm really looking to and really uh, start working a lot more people with a lot more people and really getting out of my comfort zone, you know, you, 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 you know, um, trusting um, in building with a great team and just uh, growing in my artistry and fitness and clothing and everything. That's what I'm really expecting. Just dominate everything I touch. Amazing. I really appreciate yeah. you being here. I feel like this is a good place to wrap it up. So thank you so much. Anyone watching this, feel free to hit the subscribe button on other channels after. Leave your comments. Let people know Samuel will definitely be back. Special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Pato, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Blackheart, Linda Williams, and Scribble. They're dope. Support what we do. Patreon.com slash behind that suit if you want to show love. And yeah, on that note, I do love y'all. Live long and prosper, everyone. Mm -hmm.